just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 62 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 3, episode 17, Who Will Survive and What Will Be Left? Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! wild dreams are born why are you making this shit up what you, what's wrong with you Be, no not philip felix <laughs> felix not working felix it's over <laughs> the asthma's doing you wonders i watched him have a shit in an alley and i watched him kiss his first girlfriend must have been a big dog <laughs> <laughs> when you plan to start living hello mate all right guys how you doing boozy That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting bringing up the teleprompter then <laughs> so hello and welcome to the ravens a one tree hill podcast where it is always 10 30 at night so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is season three episode 17 who will survive and what will be left of them dom we're here but we are not alone we are joined by virginia's finest katie is here katie welcome back and how we doing thanks uh doing pretty well um thanks for having me back how are you guys doing wonderful dom how are you yeah very well we're all good um this will be my last one tree hill episode that we discuss um no. due, due to certain <laughs> events uh and then 
Yeah. The event it. is that I'm firing him. <laughs> I've had enough of his attitude. Oh. Katie, you're his replacement. <laughs> Fine. This is it. This is Bye. a transitional episode. Do you know what? This yeah. is a trans. Katie was so no, no, no until you said she was a replacement, and now she's like, <laughs> later. <laughs> I, I smell an opportunity. This, so I will do that every week. That's fine. <laughs> this um, is your new job. Welcome. There you go. Thanks. Well, I've just been sold down the river. <laughs> I don't need you. you. Try and you try and threaten us. How dare you? <laughs> oh. How are you? Well, anyway, let's let's get onto that very quickly. Do you know what's horrible? Oh God! Is I think I'm getting sick again. What? Oh, no. What's wrong with you? Do you? I don't know. Do you take vitamins? Maybe it's maybe it's long term. Maybe I'm seriously ill. Like I've been considering this. It's like maybe I'm actually sick. No, I don't know. Like last night I got into bed, reasonable time, reasonable hour, and suddenly my body just ached, and I was oh no. And like the worst bit. Is I don't want to. T- I didn't want to tell Ethany because it's like it's different. If if I was sick or she was sick before, we had we have our son. Who cares? Take some time. Take some time off. It doesn't matter. Now it's like you have imprisoned the other person onto parent duties, and uh, so it's rough. But I, I'm okay. I got a couple beers here. I'm gonna get through. <laughs> but. What I was just saying just before we started recording that I was so close to having a nice little surprise for Katie on on the podcast here with a surprise guest, which was going to be Phil, who played Child Ghost Keith in oh, this nice. episode. But he is confirmed he's going to come on on tuesday he just couldn't make this work but i posed it to him i said 8 p.m wednesday uk time and uh, he just couldn't make it work so sorry but this is i will always try and incorporate them just on the regular episodes but would you have been excited to speak to him absolutely that's been so cool write me a question that i can ask him on your behalf so we can we can sort of make that work i'll do that but Katie, we've been doing, uh, we've been asking people, even people that have come on before, because we have to check because things change. So we need to know TV shows, have they changed? Where are we at? And a bad movie that you love? Um, TV shows, well, since people have been taking One Tree Hill off their list and adding others, and I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, so mine were great british baking show which mm. still will forever stand um friends u.s office one tree hill and uh dead to me did you watch that dom did you watch that yet dead to me yeah no i've not seen it um, no not yet not yeah yet. we told you last time you had to watch it oh. so you haven't done that yet so i'll watch You're it such a I'll watch it by next week. <laughs> it's short. There's only like 16 episodes in there. Oh, like watch that minute by episodes. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah, if, if I take Wonder Hill off um, and Dead to Me, I think just because I haven't seen it in a while, but um, because of recency bias, I'll add in Succession. Have you guys seen that on HBO? No, I was talking no. to someone about it the other day, though. They said it's it's really, really good, and they really it's, enjoy it. It's really good. Um, so I'll add Succession, and 
I'll go ahead and add Game of Thrones on there too. Ooh. I'm reading currently reading it, so oh, I'll add the show on there. Yeah. <laughs> but and then as far as a movie goes, honestly, it's usually the other way around where I hate movies that everyone loves. Um, <laughs> but uh, something that a movie I like that is bad. Um, we could do it this the other way around. What's a movie that everyone loves that you're like, I hate this film? Have you got oh, a good like example? Every Will Ferrell movie except <laughs> Elf. <laughs> except which one? Elf. I love Elf. Oh, but Elf. I don't like. Um, oh, I also like Step Brothers. That's a great movie. But I don't like Ricky Bobby or. Um, Blaze of Glory? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's that's like in my top twenty. It's terrible. I have it. I, it's here. It's right here. Remains. Oh goodness. Another I, one I, is Pineapple Express. I do not care for oh, that. Oh, I love movie. that as well. I've got that up here as well. I, I won't watch Blades of Glory because I know it'll annoy me. So I've never seen it because I know it'll wind me up. Probably for the best. You think? You, I, it, is it because you hate stupidity? There's some stupidity not... I, I can really get on board with. Like, you know, I said I watched Old School a few weeks ago. Like, Will Ferrell mm. was, like, not the central character in that, so it's quite good. Mm. Um, and, and, <laughs> and it's, but it's ridiculous. And, and there's, it, it, yeah, yeah, but a, a lot of stupidity really sort of winds me up. The thing is, is that he, I, I totally get it with what Katie's saying. There's, like, Anchorman, I actually, I actually enjoy. I can watch Anchorman and really laugh. But other films, like, I get the sense that Blades of Glory is massive, like, overacting and, like, just going, mm really really far with like to to the to the extreme of a character and i actually yeah. i had a i had a debate last christmas not really a debate but i was in a i was in an office at work when i was in my old job and there was about 25 of us in this office like ma- the management team of the place where i worked and they were talking about favorite christmas films and stuff like that and um about you know 80% of them were like oh elf elf is definitely up there it's a great one i was like it's awful. It's not funny. It's boring. It's just oh dreadful. And I, I'd said it's, it's an awful film. And uh, I was, I was pretty much asked to leave the office. <laughs> I do like Elf. I will say that. I, I think it's awful. But that but... should be your new question until Christmas. What everybody's favorite Christmas movie is? Mm, I like that, uh, Dom. I'm really shocked by the Elf comments. You've just caused me. You've caused me loads of work because all the comments now are going to be about why does he hate elf? Not my problem. Why does he hate Christmas? <laughs> yeah, great. My problem. I have to defend you. I'm oh. just going to not. I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon. Back on the Christmas like, yeah. question. There's people that live around the corner that go. They've done all their lights on the front of their house. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's the middle of November. We've got our tree up. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to post it on Instagram later tonight and tag you in it. But I've got another question. This is a new one, Katie. Okay? Yeah. I think we should bring this one on as well. We called it here in the UK, Shag, Marry, Kill. But uh, you called it mm-hmm. something else. What do you guys call it? Um, Usually it's Fuck, Marry, Kill. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. Okay. Either way, however you want to do it. Um. You're free people, imagining that they're all age appropriate, right? Like, imagine they're the age that they actually are now in real life or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Nathan, Lucas, 
Jake, will you where you go him? Will you do him? Um, kill Lucas. <laughs> Sorry, <Simon>. smart choice. <laughs> Very smart um, choice. Marry Jake and fuck Nathan. I mean, uh, can you give us some reasoning? You just think that you know Jake's built for the long run and Nathan's built for like the, like the night of your life, or? sure well jake jake has a kid so he's you know definitely got his head on his shoulders be great life partner but nathan is nice to look at so yeah i guess then you you know it's more complicated you're going to be jenny's stepmom you know sure unless you didn't like pack her off to boarding school or something you know no i wouldn't do that but yeah, that'd be fine. Excellent. Um, Dom, dare I even ask? That's the same question, same question, but for you, I'm going to go Karen, Deb. Oh, who's another Who's another older woman, Katie? Hmm. Tim's mom. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I saw her on a show last night. Um, mm. The actress on uh, called Dope Sick on Disney Plus with Michael Keaton. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it though. It's about like the oxycotton uh, epidemic. It's really good, really good. I recommend. But yeah, she was in that uh, Sherry. But no, uh, let's not go with Sherry. Let's go with who? I don't who? think there are any other. Oh, Jules. Jules, yes. Ellie. In the clutch. Oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Be, well, he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> okay. Speechless. Speechless. All right, Jules, Deb, Karen, where are you going? Uh, kill Jules, um, shag Deb, marry Karen. Fair. Same, same to you. Same three. This is difficult, but I'm going to marry Deb. I think me and Deb would be a good combo. I think we'd have a good time wow. <laughs> for a long time. I think we'd be, yeah, we'd be friends. We'd podcast together. It would, it, it would work. Um, and then the problem here is, ah, uh, I think I'd kill Karen. I mean, I like Karen, but just in this scenario bit intense you're gonna get me- more messages about that than me hating elf <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true uh, i'll buy jewels a convertible and we'll have a nice night together i think that's there you go fair dues i hate that expression fair dues that's on my list i have a list with my wife of expressions that i hate and fair dues is on one Incl- other things are on there in case you're interested cool beans very much on the list what are on your do you have anything on your list ke expressions that make your spine cringe i don't know that i've ever thought about it before so no (laughs) dom uh congrats just oh yeah just ridiculous just say the whole word of course (laughs) okay well let's let's talk about this episode okay so this is uh I, I want to just jump ahead before we even before we even get much further. I have this theory or 
a feeling that Dom, you're going to try and call this a filler episode, and I need it to be known that this is an important episode. This is cleansing. This, this is moving the story along. Were you going to say it's filler? No, ne- never in a million years did I imagine this was filler. This isn't. This isn't like topsy turvy One Tree Hill. This is this is proper shit happening. So this isn't filler. This is this is a continuation of the of the story that's that's happened. So yeah, definitely not filler. You've changed How your tune since the uh, version of you in my head. <laughs> <laughs> since my imagination ran wild. <laughs> well, Katie, this one is structurally uh, different, I guess, to other other episodes that we've had, where we're going through the stages of grief uh, and sort of seeing it from from different aspects uh but i think we should still hit it in our same format so which uh character would you like to talk about first lucas oh boy lucas so are, are you are you team lucas at all or no you, you actually want him dead well I, I wouldn't want him dead no but i'm typically not team lucas but are you feeling for him in this one yeah, it's it's funny because the last one I came on, uh, I don't remember exactly what episode it was in season two. It was episode 23, but I don't remember exactly what happened. But I picked Lucas as my favorite character. And now this episode, I also really liked Lucas. So not doing much for myself when I say I'm not a huge Lucas fan. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I... I definitely felt for him in this episode. Yeah, this is a really tough one. I think he has a lot of the standout moments and he has powerful conversations. Like he has the big one with Whitey in the corridor that we'll talk about and conversations with Karen. He he actually sort of goes between all of the um, characters pretty much. Haley, Nathan, Brooke, uh, Peyton, everyone. All the Rivercourt guys. Larry, Mouth, oh, Mouth, oh, Mouth. Well, okay, so we start at, um, well, we 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 actually start with a, a little intro of past Keith and past Dan with a injured raven. And uh, Keith's going to nurse it to health. It will fly again, Dom. But what does Psycho Dan do? <laughs> Chucks a, a big rock on its head. That oh, is some. That's like stuff that they look back on as. Oh, did you kill animals when you were a kid? Like for psycho psychopath killers. Um, what do you think of Little Dan, Katie? Like in terms of the casting, you think he? You think he looks like he could grow up to be Dan? Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. I mean. There's only so much they can do with 30 years of difference, but I thought it was fine. Yeah, and it's good that we've got the same kids that, you know, we've had previously, you know. uh, But then we we open up at Keith's funeral. So Dom, it's official. You've seen it. You know it's real. What did you think at the moment? Did you think that it still could be a dream or a daydream or anything like that? Or did you feel like it was definitive in the moment? Well, those that are privy to the watch along uh, and that joined us on it or seen the recording will have, you know, heard me say I didn't believe it. I thought at first it was kind of like reminiscent of Dan's 
uh, like funeral that oh, yeah. you know Deb was imagining or whatever, or someone. Yeah, was it Deb that was imagining it? And then he grabs her. Um, yes, yeah, the opener of season two, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, maybe it's that. Maybe this is all just someone's dream, or you know, maybe Keith is dreaming he's dead, or something like that, because he's just been shot. Uh, and then as the episode sort of carried on, it became more and more glaringly aware that he is actually dead. Um, and I was uh, gutted, absolutely gutted, because I, I, I genuinely didn't didn't see that coming at all. You know, he, yeah, all right, he got shot at fairly close range, but I thought, you know, he's he's pretty pretty super. He might have just taken one for the team. Uh, and then, you know, he'd be on the road to recovery in hospital or in a coma or... You know, he'd he'd have a length of time maybe out of the show, but you know, would be being nursed back to health by Karen or that that was what I was hoping for, but no, it wasn't to be this this episode has literally ruined One Tree Hill for me forever. That's it. I don't know how they're gonna or, recover this. Or saved One Tree Hill, because this actually saved the show. So Keith took a bullet literally and metaphorically to save the show. Well, do you think I mean, we'll ever see Craig again? Do you think he'll come back and, in any form? Oh, ghost, ghost Keith. That would be amazing. <laughs> Just continuously haunting the place. Um, may, or flashback Keith. Maybe or flashback, yeah. Like little little Keith that's coming back as ghost Keith is, is terrifying. Um, <laughs> and sort of like when he, when he pops up um, at that one point is, is pretty scary, but... Um, it would be great if we saw, I think Dan might see flashes of Keith, like if there's a busy crowd or let's say like a, a bus will go past, you know, you know, when they do that thing where he, he'll see Keith across the road and then a bus will go past and he's gone. And, uh, th- there might be like elements of that still to come. But I, I also think this, that Keith out of the way opens up a path for Darren, Darren, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> who the hell is Darren? Wow. I've just invented a new character. I hope there is a the Darren. Only, the only Darren I know went to our primary <laughs> yeah. school. And once, this is when we were like, you know, like nine or something. And he had a girlfriend, Terry Ann. Do you remember, Dom? I do, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're talking like nine-year-old. And she broke up with him. And so he climbed to the first step of the climbing frame. The first step. So he was literally... 12 inches off the ground <laughs> and shouted to the whole playground that unless Terry Ann takes him back, he's going to jump. Um, <laughs> and then he did. And I remember I was one of the people there like, don't do it, Darren. Don't do it. <laughs> and uh, he jumped. And uh, then the whistle went and we went back to class. Do you not remember this, Dom? I, 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 I don't think I was there. Like I wasn't present when he did it, but... I remember you telling me. Knowing you, you were egging him on from the other side of the playground. (laughs) Do it. It's a lost cause. She doesn't love you. (laughs) Jump. (laughs) She's already moved on. (laughs) (laughs) She's with Chris Green right now. (laughs) He's twitching away over there. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Dan. I meant to say Dan. My mistake. I don't even know a Darren. So that's what random... Yes, you do. He always oh, I, died I, in I, school. Than that kid that fell twelve feet. Twelve feet? Oh my god! What is wrong with you? <laughs> just... Who are Katie? You ready? Yeah, Wednesdays at eight. Just every week. Yeah, I'm in. You're in. I'm out. I'm done. 
<laughs> the sad thing is Dom will be so upset he'll go back to that climbing frame on the first second <laughs> shout out. Unless I can be on the podcast, I'm going to jump. Sir, please leave the school grounds. <laughs> Magdalena pops him over ahead. Do it! <laughs> okay, so Dan, now Keith is out the way, I almost feel like there's a path for Dan and Karen. That's where it came from. Darren, Dan Ooh. and Karen. There we go. Oh, I've that's my, the ship name. Fixed my brain. Um, I reckon there's there's a path for them to to reconcile and and have some sort of bond, um, and then maybe later down the line it will it will like eat, he'll say something by accident. Oh, like when I shot Keith, you know, or something, and <laughs> and and then that that reveal all that he did it. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like four seasons away, you know. Um, you think pancakes. they're going to be together for four seasons? I think there's going to be a path of friendship potentially, not necessarily togetherness, but there'll be something, something. I almost feel like there's there's that weird tension when they both enter the house. I know we're supposed to be talking about Lucas, but when they enter, uh, when he enters Keith's place and they're they're there talking, um, you mean Karen's place? Karen's clearing out Keith's place, isn't she? Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah. I thought she was at home. I thought so too. But, oh, I don't know. You thought she was at home? Yeah. Also, do we think that Lucas was... is... Because uh, she, she, Dan says, I came because I saw the light on. He wouldn't just turn up and walk into Karen's house. It was Keith. Well, he said, I came, I saw the, I saw the light. And she said, oh, what did she say? She was like, I doubt it or something like that. You know, I saw the light. Like as in... <laughs> You know, like a Christian, like I saw the. But yeah, I, well, I, I, I thought it was her house. Okay, people, comments. What did we think? Did we? Was it Karen's house or was it Keith's house? Let us know. Either way, do we think that Karen's house doesn't have an upstairs? There's a bungalow. I don't think so. I think it's one story. Yeah, one story. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought that. Dom, you think it's it's that too? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, good. Anyway, <laughs> back to Lucas. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to ask um, ask Katie quickly. Oh, no. Yes, hang on. Katie, do you remember how you felt the first time you saw that episode and Keith getting shot and whatever? Oh, like, did you think he was dead? Honestly, I don't remember. Um, I know at that point I wasn't watching it in real time, so I think I already knew that that was happening um but every rewatch i've done since then i've just skipped that episode so um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, really? it's Cause, tough cause, to watch mm. yeah um i don't want to put myself through that every time but um i mean definitely it's super sad and we all love keith so um but yeah i think i I knew at that point, so there wasn't really a question of whether or not he had actually died. The real question is, where were Dan and Keith's parents at the funeral? I was thinking that. Mm. <laughs> like, where was... the heck are they? <laughs> Royal and May. Yeah. yeah. Good call. But. Well, and Dom, when, how, when you you this of like this obviously has got to come out at some point like this isn't you know well maybe not who knows but i'm you've said this is going to come out at some point that he shot his brother 
How long do you think it will be? What do you think will be any, will there be ramifications? Is Dan going to get away with this forever? Is he going to end up in prison? Is he going to kill someone else? Like what, what is your prediction for Dan's path throughout the rest of the show? What's, what's the statute of limitations on murder? <laughs> I don't think there is on murder, is there? I think murder can go all the way back. So we're just going to keep going back. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's been three years since I shot my brother. <laughs> I think people, someone like in the news the other day got convicted of a murder from like 1974 or something. Um, I think it's just forever. But I mean, do you, can you see him doing time? Or do you think... It's never going to... He's just going to get... He's too smooth. It's it's the kind of thing where he'll... He'll live with it for a long time. And he'll live with the guilt. I think he'll... He'll eventually find out that Deb... Was the one that set the... uh, Car plates on fire. With him in it. And that Lucas is the one that saved him. And and rather than admitting that he killed Keith... He'll then go on a spree of... um, Like supporting Karen and Lucas, I suppose... And, and trying to um, try try and mend, make, make amends. Yeah, make amends and try and mend any any issues that they have to kind of fill in that void, that Keith void that they'll be feeling. I, I'm guessing that this will be much further down the line. Um, I, I don't think he's going to go to prison. I, I think that would that would change the dynamic of the show way too much if he was to suddenly be out of it. Um, because he's in in prison, even if he could still orchestrate random stuff in prison, it it it's not very sort of bat like it wouldn't balance the show. You know, you need your you, your good and evil, and he, you, you know, no matter how good he tries to be, there's still going to be that element of evil and doing doing stuff wrong. You know, the whole phoenix effect it, it very quickly wore off. So um, he's the perfect villain, and I think. Um, if he was to suddenly go to prison, it would it would ruin the dynamic of the show. You know, I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to be in it for all nine seasons. I actually do think he is going to be in it pretty much till the end. But I also thought Keith would be. So <laughs> you're oh for two, or oh for one so far. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm at a loss here. So <laughs> well, we will see what happens. Uh, uh, Lucas, we're at the funeral. Um, it's tough it's rough uh and we start uh, the, the person that's given the service is saying about the different stages of grief and that is how we follow through with the show uh we might be getting some of this out of order but i think we, we with lucas his next big part is we're at the wake which mm-hmm. is at karen's house and you've got junk and fergie <laughs> and skills that were talking in the kitchen and they're getting a lot more dialogue than they normally do and saying about how, you know, oh, I remember I spent the summer working as a mechanic for Keith. I was a terrible mechanic, but he knew that I needed the money. You know, stories about how such uh, Keith was such a good guy, talking old school basketball, etc. And the mouth comes in and was like, yeah, do you remember Jimmy was there that summer? To which Lucas comes in and just says, don't ever say his name in my mother's house. You know, he killed my uncle. I feel the delivery on that was really good. Like, it felt really real. It felt like he was about to break, you know, into tears as he was saying it. I think, come on, Mouth, think about it. Like, yeah, yeah. just, I know that it, he, that Jimmy was your friend and you're feeling guilt over it. Fine. 
but also as far as everybody else is aware they think that jimmy killed keith and you're talking to lucas who basically keith is like his dad he's got to think this stuff through katie do, do you think or you think he was all right uh no i agree with you i think mouth's logic behind it probably is that he feels guilty that he wasn't better friends with jimmy towards the end and so like this is his way of sort of compensating for that being like hey you know jimmy was there too and all of that even though mouth really wasn't there for him at the end either yeah is that how you feel as well dom yeah there's just like mouth just shut up at that moment do you know what i mean keep it to yourself or, or wait until you're leaving and you're talking to the rest of the rivercourt guys you know between you as you're walking home or whatever or getting a lift home that you don't need to bring up the person who they all believe killed keith in that room you know in that scenario in that environment and lucas was well within his rights to kind of walk in and say jimmy edwards killed my uncle don't say his name in my mother's house you know i think I think fair enough, given what he believes, at least. Um, and yeah, I, you can you kind of get a sense that the others wanted to shut him up, but also like let him have a little moment to talk. Because like I think you see um, uh, skills. <laughs> honestly losing my marbles. You see skills for a minute, kind of giving him the eyes, kind of like you need to shut up now, mouth, because it's not appropriate. And then yeah, Lucas has already entered the room and started kicking off and is that when you kind of get a view of we get quite like a few views on the back of lucas having certain moments of of brooke kind of doing her jackie kennedy bit in this episode like she had all the the big boofy hair with it as well (laughs) very like supportive wife it's a good reference i think so yeah (laughs) she was There's like three seconds of silence, which just means nobody knows what to say next. I wasn't sure if I, Katie, you came closer to the camera, so I thought you was about to say something, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to interrupt." But no, you just wanted a better view. Um, So, well, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's just sharp mouth idiot but okay so and i love you mouth i love you but it's the trials and tribulations of life and we all mess up and make mistakes and do dumb dumb shit and we learn from it it's life he'll get there in the end but okay so lucas then uh we're at school mm-hmm. and we've got principal turner with his beautiful voice please read me bedtime stories every single night I invite you to live in my house. I'll give you a room. You'll be, I'll be like Peyton. You'll be like Brooke. We'll get two singles. Um, or, you know, you might want a round bed. Come on, guys. I'm referencing the episode. And Why, do, why we'll don't I get that you. treatment? Why does Principal Turner get that? I don't. Because just... you don't have that voice. Just... That beautiful, stoic voice. Fine. You have a lovely voice. Can... Okay. Read me a story. Go. Softly. Once upon a time, there were three bears. Too breathy. Oh, God. Too breathy. (laughs) Try it with less breath. Once upon a time, there were three bears. Too loud. I'm trying to sleep. Can you? 
bring it down a level. It's perfect that this is a three bear story as well. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to be just right. <laughs> and try one more time. Really try. Okay, really no, try this right, time. I'm going to read your bedtime story. Thank you. Will you straight my hair while you do it? Of course. <laughs> All the time, without stopping. Once upon a time, there were three bears. Lucas Bear, Nathan Bear, and Mouth Bear. Huh. <laughs> I'm already asleep. <laughs> I'm just bored shitless. <laughs> no, it was so good. It put me right to sleep. There you go. That was good. Gonna, that was good. I'm going to start doing uh, audio books or, or just audio to help people sleep. I'm going to be like the, the Calm 3.0 app. There you go. Right. Speaking of books, okay, quick, quick, quick side tangent. <laughs> I am, um, you know how I'm like obsessed with like the Mighty Ducks and 90s movies and things. So there are some books Yes, books of the Mighty Ducks movies. They're like, they're meant for kids, but I wanted them. I want to read them. They're like fictional things that happen between movies and whatever. Just leave me, okay? I'm a geeky guy. I order it off Amazon. Uh, no, sorry, off eBay because they're all like pre-owned because they came out in like the 90s, right? And I opened the package for the book and this is what was in there. Zipper, <laughs> the puppy dog. What the hell is that? So this is a, a dog about a puppy called Zipper um, that I received. Wow. As so, well as the Mighty Ducks books or instead of? No, no. They made a mistake <laughs> and this is what they sent me. They were very polite about it. You know, I messaged and said, hey, I think you've sent me the wrong book. Unless, unless I've been really drunk and just thought, you know what? This looks like a good read. Um, <laughs> But instead, the um, they said that they don't have um, they they I can have this. It's fine. They refunded me. I can have this for free. Wow! Thank you very much. But they don't have the Mighty Ducks book, so they can't send it. But this, uh, would you like me to read the back so you get a brief synopsis? Uh, sure. Yeah, please. <laughs> Welcome to the puppy place. Charles and Lizzie Peterson love puppies. Their family fosters these young dogs, giving them love and proper care until they can find the perfect forever home. A forever home. I think that's that's lovely. When Lizzie goes up to the mountains with her best friend, Maria, the girls think that they're going to get a break from their dog walking business. But then Zipper shows up and Lizzie can't resist helping this adorable pup. I'm on the edge of my seat here. I could send you a copy if you like. <laughs> Not my copy, because I gotta keep this. But I thought this was gonna have some sort of close connection or relevance to today's episode. I thought you're gonna be like, Zipper's uncle had just died. <laughs> he was shot by Zipper's other uncle. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. But so Principal Turner comes over on the and Tannoy, Tannoy radio tannoy. system. PA. There we go, the PA. And is saying, this is your school, this is safe, there is metal detectors now, there is a guy with a gun, um, but he's employed this time, and there's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but you need to feel safe. 
we come in and there's candles and you know like a little sort of remembrance thing by jimmy's locker lucas can't leave it he runs past he walks past and, and he kicks it um naked flames he kicks naked flames dangerous but you know he has the boots for it he literally has you know his big suede or leather boots again valid um katie valid yeah i think so especially you know being in high school and having to see that all the time i think would be really tough so i think it's valid Dom, valid? I mean, if anything, Principal Turner encouraged it when he says, you know, don't don't bottle things up inside, let it all out. And it's kind of at, right. so that moment where Lucas just goes, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to kick all these candles. <laughs> fuck you, Jimmy. He, <laughs> he said to be real. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's valid given the circumstances. It felt very un-Lucas-like, but that's because of, the, the situation that's going on so yeah valid um brooke is being very supportive throughout all of this uh where do we see lucas next um i mean a massive oh the party okay <sighs> well we got to talk about this party so lucas gets a, a text he goes there's rachel they chat he goes in, they're throwing a party in the school. They're, again, some of the writing is they're going through this mode of, you know, the jocks are over here doing this and the stoners are here and the geeks are here and they've got the best margaritas in the Spanish class and all this, that and the other. It feels very much akin to things like um, Shizzle That and what are these other uh, 10 things i hate about you like you know the movies where they've got all like the clicks and everything mm-hmm. katie if we were when you were 16 17 if you had to put yourself uh and labor yourself into one of these clicks which one would you have been in oh man. and which one would you have wanted to be in which was the reality and which was the dream Um, this is a cop-out, but I don't really think I was in any particular one. Like, I wasn't in, like, with the popular girls or anything, but I wasn't, I didn't have no friends either. And I was, I was on the swim team, and we all hung out with each other. So I guess I would be in the, that click, that were a click. But, um, yeah, I, I liked where I was, and... I don't think I would pick anything else. Did, did the swim team get to have Letterman jackets? Yeah, but I never got one because I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> we had like we had like jackets that were given to us by the school for this season, and then we had to give them back. But we did get we got duffel bags that were ours to keep. Um, nice. But yeah, I I did never got a London jacket and swim. Okay, this is also why I didn't get one because swimming was the only sport I did, and so you see people with like three sports on their Letterman jacket, and I didn't want to be the person that had like one on their like. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. How about but, you guys? The kid, kids in your high school would wear the jackets mm-hmm. like it was a thing. Yeah, so dope. I love. That. <laughs> 
And then you would get like Don't. pins and stuff to put on there too. Whenever you uh, won a tournament or that sort of thing. That's so. dope. I yeah. love that. If any if any of our listeners have a Letterman jacket and they're going to throw it out or something, then send it to me. I will wear it and I will pretend to be you. Not in a creepy way. I made it sound <laughs> weird. I just made it sound like Buffalo Bill or something, you know, but that's not. Dom, let's uh, take... Did you go to sixth form or college? You went sixth form, didn't you? Okay, let's take it at sixth form level because that's kind of high school level. I know it's different here. They don't really have that same sort of thing. But if you had to put yourself into any one of these things, which one would you go to? And then if you was in like America in like, you know, fantasy land, which one would you be in? I'm going to say you'd be on the wrestling team. (laughs) I think in reality, I'd probably be in the the tutor (laughs) centre, just getting extra support Um, uh, or or giving giving extra support maybe. Uh, yeah and then if there was any sort of martial art that was involved at the school so yeah sure okay we'll go wrestling that's the closest thing i'll join that team there you go there we go how about you simon maybe american football i'll give that a bash okay literally yeah yeah 100 (laughs) percent uh i think mine would be for 17 16 to 18 Mine would be mine would have been pretty clear and would have been in the uh <clears throat> the uh Stoners. Hmm, in the stoner section. <laughs> nice. Uh that definitely would have been my crew. Uh, <laughs> I would have been leading the charge in that one. Um but there if it was like now, uh I would I would hope to be on the basketball team, but you know, probably I'd probably be on like the Keith role. <laughs> You know, that's just like friendly with the coach. Not that great. We'll give him a couple minutes at the end of the game, you know, <laughs> keep his morale up. I'd be the guy with the lemon jacket with just the one, the one sport, but I'd wear it every day. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, but they're making a sort of a big point of this uh, in this one. And they're, they're doing this party to cleanse and take the, take the school back. And Lucas is unsure about it. And then we get the guy... That's like, hey, there's a shooter in the hallway that's, you know, that's in to take shots. Lucas grabs him, throws him up the wall, uh, up against the wall and says, you know, get your head out of your butt. No, it must be ours. <laughs> butt would be, hey, get your head out of your buttocks uh, and show some respect. Again, I feel like he's within his rights. Um, but Katie, what did you think of the idea of a party in the school in general good idea bad idea um i'd be curious to hear what you guys think because i'm having a hard time seeing it as a good idea like i feel like it's terrible and i just don't know how anybody could think it is but um and just like how did it not get shut down with like tons of cars at the school and um you know, all the loud music and the lights, and I'm just confused how to get shut down, but maybe that's just for good TV. But um, I don't know. I think it's super insensitive and really disrespectful, but I also don't know what I would think when I was 16 or 17 either. So 
I wouldn't know either. I'd be too stoned. But Dom, <laughs> what, did you, what do you think? I mean, Lucas questions it as soon as he walks in, doesn't he? And, and Brooks says it isn't a party. It's it's a cleansing. It's a chance for us all to be together and kind of look out for each other and kind of move on and get past this if we can and support each other. And I think the intention, it's the right intention. It's, you know, let's, let's, let's be... Uh, a community let's be unified let's let's help each other get over this because it's been more traumatic for others um you, you know it, it's more traumatic for some than others and uh let's try and build on getting back to normal uh but the way it's kind of done is is something i don't agree with i think it should have been something low-key a bit more respectful you know maybe a candlelit vigil outside on the on the football field you know something like that you know something pretty low-key um and the guy shouting yeah shots in the in the corridor shots in the corridor, whatever that's just it, you're just asking for teenage boys to be idiots aren't you that's just you know booze teenage boys it's you know increases the dumbness so um yeah it was sure a bit, I, I felt i felt like brooke putting it together her heart was in the right place but it was probably the wrong thing to do. Yeah, uh, I, it was hard. It was hard for it not to feel a bit obnoxious, like the way that she was like, you know. And there's in the science lab, we got people giving out condoms and probably using them, and this, that, and the other. It's like, why? What are you doing? Like, this is it, it is. It is heart in the right place. You're trying to do nice things, but actually, you've got to let him grieve in his own way and be kind of supportive without being influential, I think. Like, allow him to do his thing, be there for him. It's also very un-Lucas. Like, even if this wasn't happening, Lucas probably wouldn't want to be there anyway. Like, he's <laughs> kind of a more quiet guy anyway. would rather, you know, read a book and go have a coffee and go to the river court or something. Like, you know, like, they could have done a vigil at the river court. That would have been more his thing yeah definitely i mean he does migrate to the library anyway but he does that to to follow peyton and uh i think you know you're right with saying that brooks kind of a, a little bit obnoxious at, at that moment but i think she is genuinely trying to get this mode of we're here you know for you as much as we are for each other so let's try and get over this that's you know but she does say to him what I didn't get is Rachel's involvement because she's obviously lobbied Rachel's support with this somehow. Or Rachel said, I'll text him to get him here like off a random number, off her number, you know, which she's obviously not saved. Rude. Um, and he, he turns up and I was like, can you text me? And he's like, and she's like, yeah, it was me. And they have the, you know, oh, it's, you know, this is not your school, it's our school, whatever. And all that little chat at the beginning. And then Brooke appears. So she's obviously got Rachel on board with this and to help out with getting him there. They walk through the school corridor, you know, probably walked over a chalk outline of, of Keith and Jimmy on the floor. And suddenly she gets to the end of the corridor and says, look, I understand if you need to be on your own and grieve on your own. Why drag him out then? You know what yeah. he's like. You know he's like, oh, I've got to go and read like nine books of poetry now to feel a bit better about myself. So why drag him out? It, did, it didn't make sense, that little bit there. But there we go. There's my two pounds worth. I think that was the writer's way of making it okay for him to leave her so that he could go talk to Peyton. Mm, there you go. 
Yeah, and it feels like it's a it's a it's an interesting plot device, you know. And we get and it also helps when we get the conversation with Whitey a little bit later as well. Straight I think away Brooke brought, up, also... brought up the kissing though, didn't he? With Peyton. Oh, that was... with a... You love me. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. Wait, just before, because we're just about to get there. Um, I think that Brooke is also a little bit insecure with because it comes out later in this episode about Lucas potentially going back to Peyton uh, or there still being some history there. So I think she, and this is how she was when they were together in season one, is that Brooke feels like she has to try extra hard for him to really like her or love her, where when it's with Peyton, she doesn't do any of that stuff. She's just kind of herself, you know, and he's kind of naturally drawn to her. And I think she feels like she has to put extra effort in. So I think that could also unpack a little bit of why she would have gone to all of this effort to do this, but hasn't thought that this is actually not the right thing for him, potentially. Sorry, talk to us about the library. Um, so Lucas goes in there. I don't know how he decided, hey, I'm going to go to the library, but Peyton's in there by herself. And yeah, he immediately brings up the fact that she kissed him and told him that she loved him. And I don't think that was fair. Um, I mean, she was bleeding out and for him to like make a joke about it, I feel like is pretty not cool. Um, but then, you know, he makes up for it by apologizing about her mom, her her mom's, and, you know, that he hasn't been there for her. Um, but actually, the last episode I was on, he was apologizing to her for the same thing. Like, I haven't been as good of a friend as I should be to you. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like annoying that he has to keep apologizing for not being a good friend. But... um. Yeah, I mean, he does tell Peyton that he loves her, but that he's in love with Brooke. So, um, yeah, and then Peyton is happy that he is in love with Brooke and that he wants to be with her. But obviously, I'm sure that's just Peyton feeling guilty about her friend. So. Mm. I I think that maybe he was, as well said, I think he was, maybe you could read it as he was trying to diffuse any tension by kind of bringing it up in a jokey way, but he definitely could have done it more delicate. Like, he could have, he could have gone in with it, but just sort of been like, you know, so the kiss thing, I know that this, and I know that this was happening and you were in a lot of pain. I just needed you to know that I'm not holding that against you or to you or anything like that. And, you know, let's just... Let's just forget it. Um, I'm glad you're okay, mm-hmm. you know. But he's maybe we have to give him some slack that he is a teenage boy, sure. you know. Um, how do you feel about it, Dom? Uh, it's only a matter of time before he he Brooke splits up with him, or he breaks up with Brooke and is is with Peyton. It's the 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 days are numbered on that relationship in my eyes. Um, he says that he is madly in love with Brooke. There's no sincerity in what he says. It's not sincere. He doesn't say, he doesn't go, oh, you know, I really appreciate kind of what you said and I'm not going to hold it against you or, or, you know, I won't even bring it up again because I am like head over heels, madly in love with Brooke. He's like, 
I'm not going to bring it up because I'm madly in love with Brooke. And it's just like, he's just going through the motions of saying something that, that, actually, that he doesn't really feel. He doesn't mean it. And he really has feelings for Peyton. So when is when is it going to happen? Oh, don't do this to me, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like them living together is going to. I think he's going to find it really difficult, or that might draw them closer together. Um, Brooke and Peyton, I mean, because he might then end up being around a lot. So I, I think as a trio, they'll probably become quite close. But I, I think they'll start to sense that drift. And you, 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 I don't know. Like maybe mid to end of season four they suddenly decide that that's the right time to to go for it um i actually kind of think brooke might step aside and go do you know what i can see that you guys are perfect for each other and as much as i love him and as much as i love you i i don't want to yeah or you know i don't want to stand in the way of this so go for it and she might she might be mature about it do you think at that point Lucas might have the audacity to try and angle for a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't already. <laughs> I look. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Let's, I was going to be silly. Let's push these, twins. <laughs> let's push these beds together. <laughs> Larry, you're off drudging, aren't you? <laughs> See you in a bit. Drudging. Dredging. Shush. Naughty boy. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you think Brooke will find out about the kiss and will she care? I know you got, we talked through, you guys talked about it last time that Lucas gets a pass, but will Brooke feel the same way? That's a really interesting question because the last time Brooke had an issue with them, she walked in on them in a hotel room together and immediately stormed out. But he immediately, Lucas managed to immediately calm it down. Like there's no issue here that was, she was drunk. I slept on the floor or whatever on the couch. Yeah, it was the floor, I think. And she was an absolute state, you know. Um, and it, it was Rachel that had orchestrated it all. But all these little things, these little secrets come out. Again, that might be something that comes up by accident. You know, Peyton might be telling uh, someone else and Brooke might overhear it. And she might be telling Haley and say, actually, you know, when I got shot, I was, you know, feeling like this and I was kind of pouring my heart out to Lucas because I thought, this is it, this is the end, and I had to tell him the truth. Um, and Brooke might overhear it and kind of make a decision from there. Nice. We will see what happens. It's so annoying. It's so annoying that I don't know. Well, that's the whole point. I know, it just drives me nuts. <laughs> Bring back Keith. <laughs> He'd know what to do. Maybe he he's still alive, we don't know. Oh, God, don't do that to me. <laughs> Faked his own death. <laughs> you were asking where he was getting all of his money from. He was in deep with the mob. <laughs> there you go. Well, okay, so, uh, yeah, they they talk about it. Yeah, move on. Where else? Do, where do we see Lucas next? Well, then is, do we now and Mouth is... Again, like two people died in the school, not just one. And it's like, mouth, <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, Shut up, mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth, mouth. Yeah. My God. Um, but then, okay. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say he has a valid point. Yes, two people died, but we know that. But one of them killed his dad, you know, essentially, how he feels about it. And I... I 
I was trying to think about this earlier because I knew that this would come up. And I was trying to think of if someone had killed my dad, uh, my I I mean, I, I I would be absolutely devastated. Like anybody would. That's obviously an understatement. But like I'm super close to my dad. Like he's like he's like my best friend. It would be like I couldn't even imagine the pain and how I would feel about it. That I couldn't. There would be no defense of of that person. It would be in like especially it would take years, years to be able to separate those emotions to be uh what's the word? I'm about to say sensible, not sensible, but like level headed about it or try and have a more of an objective perspective. I just think Mouth he's doing too much. It's and I think it is out of his own guilt. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, so then um, <clears throat> um, Lucas is in his room and Skills shows up and says they aren't um, going to go to Jimmy's funeral. And then they talk about what they think heaven is and if Jimmy and Keith are in the same place or not. Super interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Did, I mean, this might be going too deep. Katie, do you believe in an afterlife? I do. And do you, based on your beliefs, would Jimmy be there? Well, obviously, we know that Jimmy didn't kill Keith, actually. That's true. Yeah. But would, would Jimmy make it? I mean, that's a very loaded question. Um... <laughs> there's no there's no judgment from, my, from our side. We don't need to answer it if you're not comfortable answering it. I mean, if it's if it is as it stands, where Dan killed Keith and uh, Jimmy did not, then I think they both would be. But I think it also depends how they live their lives otherwise. So, mm. um, but yeah, I think solely just based on that. Then yeah. And Dom, do you believe? I don't think we've had this discussion as adults. Um, not that this was what we were discussing as children, I'm sure, you know, (laughs) well, we were obviously discussing Greek philosophers, but not this, you know, uh, well, how do you feel? Do you believe in an afterlife? And then if so, is Jimmy in the same place as Keith? Uh, not really. I don't really believe in an afterlife, to be honest. So I don't really have an answer for that question (laughs) other than that. Okay. Um, I, I... I used to feel the same way in the same way that Dom does, but as I've got older, I do believe in an afterlife and I feel that energy doesn't stop. You know, it's proved that energy doesn't stop. Uh, So, yeah, I do. And I think that he would be there because I think that Jimmy was in pain and he was a victim. He did a terrible thing but the intent he wasn't to hurt people i don't think so i feel i feel that he would be forgiven um but i think that skills plays a vital a vital role with lucas and he kind of always has throughout the three seasons that we've had you know in in being that supportive friend but what we then get soon after this is Karen and Lucas's 
interaction where Lucas is basically saying he knows that he's the reason that Keith went back into that school. If he hadn't gone in, then Keith wouldn't have. Um, and he's breaking down and he's crying and he's saying, I'm sorry. And Dom, what does Karen say? What does Karen say? Oh, when she calls him an Kate. idiot. <laughs> yeah, in that conversation. Yeah, that's um, Katie. She, she says, <clears throat> "Selfish, um, stupid boy." She does yeah? say that. She does say that. That's not the line I was looking for, though. Did you think about me just once? Think about me and what my life would be like if I lost you, running into burning buildings, high schools with guns. Did I raise an idiot? Keep going. <laughs> Is that where you're going? You're you're getting there. That's all I've got. (laughs) (laughs) Katie? She says, well, sorry isn't going to bring him back, is it? There we go. (laughs) Oh, the punchline of all punchlines. I mean, mean, all the stuff that you said as well, Dom. What was that? All the stuff that you said as well, Dom, is the build up. (laughs) uh, And then that is like the bringing the hammer down. Katie, did you ever push a parent to this point? No. <laughs> Dom? Uh, no, I don't think so. My, my brother probably did quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So, um, <laughs> no, I think I, I think I pushed my mum maybe once or twice. Maybe not to, I mean, I didn't have a gun down relative, thankfully. But, um, you know, the... Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely, I've definitely pushed, pushed par- my parents to like close to hitting you with like the punchlines. Um, but yeah, deep, super deep. Katie, how do you feel about it? Is it valid? I don't think it's valid to talk to your kid like that. Um, but I know she was just acting in the moment because she you know, just lost someone she loved and couldn't bear to lose Lucas as well. Um, and she just learned that he pulled Dan out of the fire and was probably pretty upset that she didn't know about it at that point. Um, but, uh, I mean, Lucas is hurting too, and she just kind of rubbed salt in his wound. And I don't, I don't really think that was appropriate. Yeah, Dom. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a there's a moment of of where it's appropriate because she's just like, are you are you dumb? Like running into burning buildings? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It's kind of that sentiment, and don't be so stupid, you know. And then, uh, do you ever stop to think about anyone else? Which is meaning herself, and and I think that is right. But then we then we lead on to the whole. You know that's not going to bring him back, and and almost blaming Lucas for for Keith's death, and uh, like Haley later on quite rightly says it, it's kind of what happened anyway. You know, Keith is that just was that guy. He would have gone in if you were in there or not, or if mm-hmm. you had been Jimmy's friend or not. You know, he, he's that sort of person. So I I think it's unjustified in in the way she's made Lucas feel like he's to blame. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And, and I, 
you'd think that she's going to regret that. I, I think it's also to show the amount of grief that she's going through, that, that yeah. it's like darkness has uh, overcome her, you know, and it's all that anger and she hasn't got a direction or person to put it at because the person that who she thinks, uh, you know, did this crime is not there. So she can't even channel it at someone, you know, so she's let it out. Lucas and that's something that can happen when people are going through bad times and anger and sadness and whatever the emotion is quite often we let it out on the people that are closest to us um, and also maybe from a perspective of you you feel more confident that they're going to forgive you mm -hmm. you know um, that can quite often be a thing that happens uh, not saying that that's right by any means um, but yeah super rough i remember the first time seeing that and being like oh <laughs> like because the, they're acting from both of them so good they have such good chemistry it feels like mother and son even though probably realistically their ages are probably like 10 years apart or something uh no probably more than that maybe 15 something like that he was 22 24 probably at this point she's probably like 36 37 maths It's rough. Um, we get Lucas at the cafe with Nathan and Haley, and that's just like what you spoke to there, Dom, with you know saying that yeah, everything you just said. And then eventually we get Lucas going to he's going to go to the funeral and Karen seeing him in the suit, and you know what are you doing? Go back, get changed. He said, no, this is what Keith would have wanted. And this goes back to the talk with Whitey that, okay, we're going to have to flip back to that because we didn't talk about that, where Whitey was saying, be the man that Keith raised you to be, you know? Well, do you want to talk to us about that, Dom, the Whitey speech? Well, there's a moment in that where Whitey kind of explains that, you know, when he was, when he first lost Camilla, it was, is it Camilla? It is Camilla. Um, Camilla, yeah. It was, um, you know, one of his ex-players that had, had given him some advice and told him, you know, to keep going and this, that and the other. And that person was, was Keith. And he says to Lucas, you know, he was your your father. You know, he might not have been, um, well, like a bit of paper might not have said he was your father or, you know, biology might not have determined that. But actually, he definitely was. He raised you more than, you know, kind of anyone else has ever done. So... It's a, it's a it's a really important moment and I think it's it's good that Whitey and Lucas had that kind of heart to heart moment and it almost kind of sets up their relationship to be what Keith and Whitey was I think mm -hmm. and it kind of mm -hmm. builds that that bond a little bit stronger between them. Yeah, nice. And you get the common the comedy moment of Whitey with the beer in the cup and everything. But we can we can talk a bit about that when we get to Whitey. Um, and then we finish up with the the uh, image of the River Court guys going to the funeral with, with Lucas there and, um, and Jimmy's mum and consoling her. And that's a really nice image that they've come together for her at the end. And, you know, Jimmy kind of gets that... Uh, that gratification at the end, I guess, because we all know that he didn't actually do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of wraps that up. So 
Katie, I know we only really got to do Lucas, but they did. He did kind of go through the middle of everyone. Yeah, he was but like we the do main need character. To... So, yeah, so it was a good choice. But we do before before you go, we need to get your judgments on things so that we can, uh, you know, have that in at the end. So, uh, who was your favorite performer of the episode? Um, probably Sophia Bush, um, because mm. she. Um, also sort of went between Peyton and Lucas and trying to um, do the party at the school and trying to make everything okay. But even though she knew it wasn't, I think she just did a really good job. Yeah, for sure. Can't go wrong there. Jackie Kennedy, as Don would say. (laughs) Uh, And what about your favorite character of the episode? I have to say Lucas, even though I'm not typically a Lucas fan, I think um, he went through all of the emotions as, you know, outlined by the different stages of grief in this episode. And I think he did a good job. It's again, no one can be mad at that. It's a great choice. And what about your favorite background performer? One line or less? Oh, shoot. Um, I think I have one, so I'll just say Jimmy's mom. That's a great choice. <laughs> yeah, very good choice. <laughs> um, and what about your favorite song? There's a lot of good music in this one. Uh, How to Save a Life by the Fray. That, nice. that was like in high school. That was a very popular song. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, favorite line? Um. Um, maybe, um, Lucas saying, Peyton, hey, don't kiss anybody while you're out there. Something like that. Um, yeah, or, or actually, I'm sorry, I'll pick the whitey line where he tells Lucas that he's been needing to talk to him, but he's been busy crying like a baby. So I'll pick that one. <laughs> the delivery on that one was really yeah. good. I like that one. Uh, and then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. So uh, did you have a number before we started our conversation? Mm-hmm. And did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Stay the same. Okay. So even though it's just you at this point, <laughs> you still need to give it to me on three. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Eight. okay and just to gauge this would you be would you be willing to go up to a nine or down to a seven i could where's your flexibility okay so you could push either way but would but you wouldn't go to a six and you wouldn't go to a ten fair fair well uh we appreciate you katie this has been amazing fun uh a, a serious one to go on so hopefully maybe the the one in the next season will be slightly more light-hearted more of a boy draft type episode <laughs> um but yeah we appreciate you thank you so much for your support and uh yeah 2025 sounds good thanks guys i had a lot of fun well thanks for joining us again it's great to see you and talk to you and hopefully on the next episode we can bash Lucas a little bit more rather than be on his side. <laughs> I'm coming on early in season four, so it, it's only a couple months away. So, Ooh, not long. For that. <laughs> <laughs> 
we look forward to it well Thanks. stay safe and yeah we appreciate you you too bye bye take care bye Okay, so before we go any further, we're just going to take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsor, which is Hudom. It is Manscaped. So, ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays came early here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself, or someone who needs it, the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use code one tree. That's O N E tree for twenty percent off and free shipping. It's jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's possible that you might have Santa's beard in your pants. But it's time to leave your significant other with some cookies and milk at the bottom of your chimney. I am talking about Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Dom, I think it's safe to say as men that we've all experienced, um, you know, a little manscaping, pube trimming, <laughs> ball shaving accident. Am I right? I mean, we've had a bit of time. You think you're getting fancy with it. You get the foam on the balls. You get the razor out, and you've almost lopped the ball off. Am I right? Things things start happening. That there's a little cut there. There's a panic. There's you go pale. Everything's going wrong. <laughs> it, it's it's bad times, my friend. You find yourself quickly googling: Are there arteries in my ball bag? <laughs> Am I going to bleed out this? here? but that all changes now that's all different with manscaped no more worrying exactly and inside the performance package 4.0 you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0 this electric trimmer has the proprietary advanced skin safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower it's like a gift to your partner with less mess the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. It's time to keep your North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. This hygiene bundle will also come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxes that will keep your junk fresh, feeling fresh all day. The perfect package for your perfect package. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new ultra premium body wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice and moisturised. They also just launched their new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, which is key ingredients with the benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning the scalp and strengthening your hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get yourself, your dad, your brother and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ONETREE, that's O-N-E-T-R-E-E, at manscaped.com. Every guy out there needs to add Manscaped to their wish list this season. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code one tree O-N-E-T-R-E-E at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use what code, Dom? One tree O-N-E, tree. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Uh, so we're back. That was Katie. That was so much fun. Always great talking to her. But Dom, we have a couple of ravens. Uh, people message all the time saying how they can't bear to be a pigeon. Sarah actually sent me just a picture of like steps in New York with tons of pigeons on this morning. <laughs> she, did she send it to you as well? I, yeah, I got it later, later that day. She said, uh, I've sent this assignment, but I think you need to see this. And it's just hundreds of pigeons. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um so yeah, so coming in at Junior Varsity, we have Anna. Anna, you just became a Raven. I think it's important to state that that's Anna with one A. Anna with one like A. I like that because, yeah, it's a palindrome. I mean, Anna is a palindrome anyway with two N's, but it's like even more of a, you know, paralleled symmetrical palindrome. Oh, one N, you mean? Hmm. A palindrome is, you know, the word that's the same frontwards and backwards. Yeah, I thought I'm saying yes. I thought you said with one a, but you said one a. Oh, I thought I had one one a. So I was like, oh, <laughs> she's just <laughs> interesting way of writing it. <laughs> Anna, how is it even possible? Just Anne. <laughs> the second n, the second a is just implied. <laughs> <laughs> It's sweet that you thought I didn't know what a palindrome was, though. I do know what a palindrome. Oh, but thank you. <laughs> I think that's quite. I think that's uh, that's not exactly a common word, is it? Yeah, it's quite a common thing. If you've done English at school and stuff, like the word, like the name Hannah, is a palindrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Darling. And and radar. <laughs> radar. Yeah. You got any more? No, I'm out. I'm done. Tot. Bob. Tit. <laughs> Tat. Um, yeah, I can't think of any more. Tartan. What? <laughs> Junior varsity to varsity. An upgrade. Amelia. 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 You're going up in the world. You just became a better raven. Oh, oh God, there's levels of how good a raven you are now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was thinking, do you think that we should put like a fourth option of just like 300 grand and just see if like maybe one day there's just like a millionaire or a billionaire that follows us that just wants to just give us like a couple hundred grand because they really support us and actually the problem is is that we've just never asked for it what well okay it can't hurt but what if someone presses it by accident and we end up bankrupting someone like severely we'll give it back we'll give it back okay you want to go i think i think their bank is gonna have a problem if it's (laughs) we declined declined your card If there is like a billionaire or very, very rich millionaire that that really enjoys our work and would like to give us like a million each, 
because otherwise it's not a palindrome. Then, um... <laughs> sorry, Dom. I know that you don't know what these big words with multiple syllables mean, but <laughs> just let me talk. Um, uh, shush. Um, so we can just look, just look pretty. Look at the wall, okay? Mm-hmm. Tell your free bears story. <laughs> palindrome. <laughs> Oh god! If there is anyone that is that is that rich and wants to support us, mm-hmm. um, then we will podcast exclusively for you. We will work for you. <laughs> we'll be owned. you know how we'll like, be owned by you. <laughs> you know how like Richie Rich? Do you remember Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin? I do. You remember he had like his own McDonald's in his house? I do. We'll just make us a podcast studio in your house and we'll just come and work there and just give us something and we'll podcast it for you. <laughs> I meant to tell you this, Dom, The uh, I put some of the episodes out. So our, our channel is updated. So it is, if people haven't seen the channel update, it's still everything the same, One Tree Hill the same, everything the same. But we're also, we're changing it to, it's the Ravens, One Tree Hill movies and TV shows. So if we cover any movies or TV shows, we're also just going to put it on this channel as well. So all of our content's in one place. And I've been putting out some of our old content. So they're scheduled for like the next two weeks to be like one episode a day. So like Casper came out today, something's coming out tomorrow and so on and so forth. I can't remember what it is, but... (laughs) Why is that funny? It just made me laugh about something is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know, Jurassic Park or something. I don't know. But <laughs> by the time this is out, they'll all be out. But I put out um I put out the Cape Side Chats ones yesterday and then Casper today and in within like fifteen hours or something, we had a thousand downloads. Wow. Yeah. Of Casper. Which is no, just in general. Yeah. Maybe Capeside Chats could go on the spare platform we've got. We don't have a spare platform anymore. Just one mm. channel. Why such a hater? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Capeside Chats that's bringing in them numbers, baby. People mm. are interested. Are they? <laughs> Do you remember that So Solid Crew song? So many haters are watching our figures. So many haters don't like us breaking papers. But all we did is bring garage through from the underground straight to you. I do not remember that song at all. I know 21 seconds. Gum. Nope. <laughs> Go on. No. Give us two lines. Uh, I don't know two lines. You don't know two multiplied by ten. I've got twenty-one seconds. Tut tut tut. (laughs) Not tut. Tut is a palindrome. Tut tut tut. So, (laughs) who do you want to talk about now? We talked about Lucas. I think we've kind of covered quite a few people. I think I think Brooks kind of more or less done. She has the bit with Peyton at the end where she's questioning whether. You know, Lucas still loves her, and if she's going to get hurt again, to which Peyton kind of, we, you know, carries the weight of that one. You want to save it for Peyton? No. Well, should we? Should we kind of? Should we kind of cover Peyton and then finish off Brooke at the same time? So we've done 
that that sort of little trio and then we can maybe move on to um well whoever else really we could talk about the Rivercourt guys a bit more we've still got Dan Karen Haley Nathan oh yeah Haley and Nathan's whole thing is kind of separate isn't it so you playing an invisible trumpet <laughs> yep <laughs> We've been on a run of doing some really good episodes recently, and uh, I think you're single-handedly bringing the tone down. I kind of bring a really professional, highbrow tone, yes, and you really lower it. If if I did the rest of the episode of Sean Connery with that, uh-huh. <laughs> would that make it better? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, <laughs> firstly, rest in... Simon, rest in. Simon you're mad. <laughs> yeah, Mish Money Penny. <laughs> you got it out of your system? Yeah, I think so. Do you need another one? No, I'm one good. more? I'm good, I'm okay. Yeah. Is he your, your favourite Bond? Um, I think he's everybody's favourite Bond. Not mine. None of this Daniel Craig nonsense or Pierce Brosnan. No, Pierce Brosnan is, was pretty awesome. Golden Eyes, just a come on, absolute classic. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> see, <laughs> see reflections on the water. See reflections on the water. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Yes. Wait, what's the next line? I can't remember. Uh, we we did GoldenEye, and it's not released. It's not even on Patreon because the audio got so messed up because my computer had been on for like four months <laughs> straight, <laughs> and it messed up the audio. But uh, that was like, you really were laughing a lot. I did like a full-on rendition of uh, of, this, of the GoldenEye song to the point that it would like break out. It would break the Zoom. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> Good times. Anywho... Um, oh god, Dominic, get it together. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to like roll into Peyton. I'm I'm there, I'm ready. I am waiting for you, sir. Talk to me about Peyton, then. She is a one legged bitch. Um, oh. so uh, Peyton obviously has come out of hospital by this point, um, and is going around on her crutches, um, and <laughs> The look of disgust in your face is pretty spectacular. She just got sh- she just got shot, Dom. She was grazed, if anything. Um, no, I'm joking. I, I I joke. I joke. She she's been great the last few episodes, and um, I found this episode a little bit difficult with Peyton, um, just given the whole Fallout Boy thing at the end. I think if Freak Out Boy, yeah, <laughs> I think if that hadn't been in this episode hadn't been included or involved because like, I mean it's funny because Brooke even goes oh you know we need to get you a boyfriend because it's so unrealistic but it's so it felt so like left field it felt very strange it, it you know and it, it's really it didn't fit the tone of the episode yeah because she was having a really good episode she kind of she's kind of speaking her truth to Lucas and, and saying you know I, hey look I said what I said stop making fun of me that's not nice and yeah, I'm always going to care about you and the, all the nice things she says to, to Brooke. You know, I know this guy is madly in love with you. And yes, I love him, but I love you. And I like, I want our friendship and 
I want to have this closeness with you again and, and just things to go back to normal. And the, the moments with Larry were, were great. And, and he was kind of pouring his like heart out as well, how protective he wants to be and just wants to kind of put her in bubble wrap and, and not let her do anything without him. And she has to make the point that you can't be there all the time. You can't keep canceling jobs and stuff because you can't always protect me. I, I've got a, you know, and and he says, oh, I never want to get a phone call like that again. I had one before and it, you know, it sort of is tearing him up inside a little bit and he's kind of making that very clear. And it was, it was, she had a really, really nice episode except for the Pete from Fallout Boy bit. It did have a great line though from Larry of, uh, you know, about as tall as a fire hydrant. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> the midget. <laughs> but, uh, he came back. Pete Wentz. You you weren't expecting that. Well, we didn't see him, but uh, I wasn't expecting him to return at all, or even really be mentioned. But yeah, it's obviously obviously what had happened at the charity night had been included for a reason for him to then crop back in again. But I, yeah, I, I genuinely didn't expect that to ever be raised or a thing and i kind of hope that doesn't continue if that makes sense i I hope he's like that's it just gets dropped it's almost it might be weird that they they keep it going for a couple of episodes because they want the publicity or you know i I mean like they want fallout boy fans to watch one tree hill that's kind of the angle i think they're going for and it's it just feels a bit feels a bit odd it's a bit icky isn't it (laughs) There's uh, there's there's some ick to this, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you, so. Do you think we'll see him on camera again, or do you think it will be like a talked about off camera thing, like it was in this episode? Um, he might crop up again. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have really thought so. I thought they'd probably be a bit too busy. It might cost them a bit too much to to pay him for an appearance. So it might be a. Or like he's in the limo like it was now or oh I'm going to I'm going to New York to see Pete and watch their gig that they're doing or whatever you know be bits like that okay should we talk about Karen let's do it let's talk about Karen well Karen's going through it in this one we've spoken about the moment with Lucas and then she has the conversation with Dan and Dan so that comes first where he reveals that Lucas uh, pulled him out of the fire and she has this great point with Dan of that he's going to have to live the regret that he had a horrible relationship with his brother that could have been resolved with a few kind words and he says well maybe i'll have that opportunity with lucas so implying that maybe he's going to try with lucas now or like you know like again because they've had all of the back and forth i mean obviously lucas lived with him for a bit in season two or what did you make of their interaction and karen's grief in this episode and is this something that is going to be long lasting for her is she going to be in grief mode for the rest of the season yeah, I think so. I think grief is is now her very much on her plate, isn't it? It's it's difficult for her to get over this. She'd finally admitted it to herself and to Keith that 
she loved him and that he was the one and they were going to get married and this was I, I guess she was kind of setting up for her happy ever after and now she can't have that and I'd said a few episodes ago it's they're too happy something bad's got to happen and then he goes and gets fucking killed so um it's just ridiculous people just people in shows like this just can't be happy can they for any sort of like long period of time you know i mm-hmm. i think Haley and nathan were lucky that they got over their sad period and they're kind of happy again so hopefully that lasts but um yeah, grief and karen i think for the next few episodes will be like synonymous you you say one you think the other you know it's just it's so sad it's so sad for her and, and the the performance from Moira Kelly was just brilliant you know really kind of getting it all out you know all those frustrations and and that kind of fear of 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 losing Lucas as as well as having now lost Keith and it it just became very evident and clear that um she's already grieving and she's you know she's I think she's going to be like that for a little while she's going to find it really really difficult and she's lived with you know without Keith there's obviously that big sort of gap where Keith left for a little while and then returned so there's there's going to be an element where she's absolutely fine you know without him but it's it was nicer with him so it's difficult I think in terms of moving on it it will be a while we'll be like we'll get to you know, end of season four, maybe season five, and when she starts to think about moving on a bit and doing, having, you know, something change in her life, something different, finding a man, could be Larry, you never know. I love Kevin Kilner. I'd love <laughs> to have him on the podcast. He's important to our podcast because of Smart House, which I have queued up to go out Is that on good? this podcast channel. I've titled it as our first ever podcast episode, um, which is true. So it will be out by this point. But if you haven't listened to our Smart House episode, the first episode Dom and I ever uh, recorded of anything, it's actually technically not true. We did record an episode of Goodfellas, but we didn't put it out because uh, we we weren't that confident with it. Like we were a bit too formal with it and this one we definitely weren't um and it was a lot of fun so yeah i recommend check it out let us know what you think yeah i i think it's yeah really good points uh and then on the other side of that we've got dan and dan is being haunted or he is are we saying he's being haunted or this is his guilt manifesting in uh you know sort of daydream visions sort of thing of child keith and why so what do you think of that do you think it's his being haunted or this is him putting that image out there and then either way why do you think it's child keith and not adult keith well there's no sort of supernatural element is there in this show so like being haunted doesn't sit right so kind of like the angel of death stuff this is um dan's way of coping and dealing with it he knows he's done something like horrendous um but he thinks he's justified in doing it which is really really strange because you know walking up and shooting someone uh, in the middle of a school is justified to him apparently um but he's yeah this is stuff that is going on in his brain you know this will be due to 
you know, his actions and then just pure lack of sleep and just mind playing tricks on him. And then why, I agree, by the way. Yeah, I think it's this is his um, imagery from his mind rather than it being, you know, a, a ghost actually being there. And then why do you think it's child Keith that he's envisioning rather than adult Keith? Um, I don't know, really. Um, that's a good question. I guess... I don't know. I'm not sure. Can, like, it's a really, really good question, but to try and categorize it is quite finding it quite difficult. I think I, I, I think in my mind, I've always thought it's because if Dan was able to go back and undo uh, how he treated Keith and where the jealousy stemmed from and all these sort of other things that that caused the toxicity in their relationship, he would have to go back to Keith at this age because I think it started when they were kids like you know killing the raven and things like that uh I think he would have to go back to then it was like their relationship became broken from that early age and so he's sort of seeing child Keith as that's where he would have to go if he was to undo all of this and to mend it from the beginning I mean that might not be right that's just my idea that's a, that's a really 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 like good explanation and way of way of putting it you know uh on on the on the back of that it you know i i, I agree i think yeah spot on well done great analysis um on the back of it as well it might be uh innocence as well there's 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 mm. a there's a level of innocence within within the within a child isn't there within this perception of of young keith you know this young keith hadn't done anything wrong so maybe he knows somewhere deep down it wasn't keith that did it but he's blaming him anyway and the projection of the younger version of himself is is a projection of of keith's actual innocence Mm, yeah and and the fact that like keith treated him so well like as as a kid as well like he was coming to dan's defense when we had the flashback of them as kids by like the swings and as they got older they became more separated right and they had it became more of a back and forth like bitter relationship from both sides but as kids keith was seen to always be in dan's corner Mm. so he's sort of looking at him from from that perspective Uh, um correct me if i'm wrong because i listened to it um while doing dad duties earlier um but uh dan spat on keith's grave right he does yeah yeah, yeah, that is crazy. It's it's kind of when he has that breakdown moment at the end. He says, "You know, this this you you started the war and I ended it, and it was that kind of moment." And really, um, he's he's really fighting his own demons here because he's seeing young Keith running around this this graveyard and it's freaking him out and it's weird. And this this is the kind of the moment where he like rises out of sort of nowhere as well, and it freaks him out, and it's it's clearly causing him great distress and and his way of dealing with it is to get angry and go no i i i've done the right thing because you tried to kill me and i've 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 hit back and i've i've won i'm i'm you know i'm down i'm the best and it's yeah and then spitting on the grave is just the ultimate insult to to injury it's just it's great he's really lost it in that moment really lost it 
Yeah, I, I was wondering if the spitting was a, a improvised moment by Paul Johansson because it looked a little bit like uh, maybe he was just in the moment of the performance and did it. But who knows? Who knows? Um, so we've sort of spoken about your prediction for Dan's journey. Uh, let's move over to kind of the final piece of the puzzle of this really which is Nathan and Haley. so it starts with them having sex instead of going to <laughs> Keith's wake or funeral like or being late because of it and I guess the point being that life's short life's precious create new life You don't know when you're gonna get to go to Bone Town. <laughs> Is that what you get? Life sure. <laughs> Here's my wiener. <laughs> that's basically it's basically Nathan's philosophy. No, it's um I think it's, it is meant to symbolise that they're young and they're in love and uh that they feel alive, right? Because they're they're with each other and they love each other and that's what life is about and that's what Keith was getting to in his own life with Karen, like finally and actually they're kind of celebrating Keith in that way, if that makes sense. Like I I never saw it as like a thing of disrespect, you know. What what just Nathan going, I'm doing this for you, Keith. I'm celebrating your life <laughs> through Haley <laughs> with my wife. Oh, dear. So, yeah. Um, what did you make of it? I mean, their whole episode is very much like Haley just constantly saying, "How can two people be so in love?" I can't believe I'm so in love. It's not Haley James. It's forever. <laughs> there's a lot of whispering talking into whispering brooke does it okay i want you to note this and this isn't like a uh what's the word jab or insult to sophia bush or anything like that but it's something that there's two things that i always note about her that start to creep in from like this point sort of going forward mm-hmm. and about her performances and maybe it's a character choice maybe it's that she just thought this is a brook thing i don't know this might just be a real life thing i haven't seen her in in you know other things to be able to tell you again she's a wonderful actress but two things to note and just to see if you notice them as well One, she starts this habit of, and it happens in this episode, of saying things like, you know, go on, be in love. She like, say the thing, and it ends in a whisper. Like, you know, I just want everything to be okay, you know? Did you notice it? It like starts normal, ends in like a whisper. Yeah. That's... I had I had started to notice and and Haley's whispering in this episode. I was thinking, why is she saying everything like that? I actually spent that like a lot of time thinking, why is she talking like that? It, it seems so strange. Right, but you know, I'm talking about Brooke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, the but thing. you're saying Haley as well. Yeah, both of them. Okay, and then the other thing with Brooke, it hasn't quite started yet, 
but um her voice like changes and becomes very like raspy raspy yeah how did you know i was gonna say that because she's in chicago because she's in chicago pd they have crossover episodes with chicago fire and she's really raspy and quite whispery in that as well she she, her voice is definitely different from one tree hill to like later in chicago fire so I, i can imagine that's what happens going forward in in this but I don't quite understand because, and you listen to drama queens like you know with timestamps or spoilers. Thank you, Sarah. She doesn't speak like that on drama queens. Maybe it's a performance choice. She thinks she's yeah going to sound a certain I get that. way. I don't know. But I get that for a character. Like if you come in saying, "Okay, for this character, I'm going to do this voice or whatever," <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but you, <laughs> hi Simon. <laughs> I'm going to talk like this this week. (laughs) Well, you see, that's fine if you've done that from day one. But to suddenly do that in season three, and if you were to start doing that voice every week, would be a little bit jarring. Like if someone, you know, misses a couple episodes and they're like, what? Simon's got a new co-host. Who is this? (laughs) We're here. We're back. And we're with Kat. Kat, this has been a long time coming you're in a different hemisphere you're on the other side of the planet right now how we doing pretty good pretty good dom how excited are you that cat is here right now extremely excited uh i would almost go as far to say stoked there you go do the australian way that is very australian (laughs) you're gonna be throwing out all the Aussie terms now the fact that you're here, we've even broken the champagne out because this is what? big times. <laughs> oh, I feel so special. <laughs> I just, yeah, as as you are, as are all of our ravens. But you know what aren't they special? Are. Pigeons. Because no. why, Dom? They're common. And they're filthy. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> This is a this is a big episode, but we need to know your backstory, your One Tree Hill story, as well as your five favorite TV shows, bad movie, good movie, all of that business. So, talk to us about One Tree Hill. How did it enter your life, and then why is it a special show for you? Um, I I just remember saying just yeah, seeing seeing the adverts for it. I'd seen Chad on what Dawson's Creek and Gilmore Girls before, so I knew of him. Um, I had also seen um James in something I can't remember what now, but I I, I but I recognised his face when I saw the advertising. I was like, Chad James, this looks like a good show, you know, teen soap drama. That was all the rage, and yeah, I just watched it uh sadly australia didn't agree with me because they cancelled airing it after about (laughs) about eight eight or nine episodes later um (laughs) i think we got up to here in famous keeping up appearances episode and that was that was it um but then i think i just remember i can't remember if it was early um, I, I just remember seeing the DVDs. I, I think I can't remember when. Uh, I think it was maybe when season two was released. So I watched season one and two together, or 
season two was only like a few weeks away from releasing when I saw season one. And I just feel like, you know, is yeah, just just watching the getting the DVDs. It, you know, I, I feel like every single year, I'd look up when when the next season um, was going to be out, making sure that there was a next season, <laughs> and then um, yeah, just getting the DVDs, and I'd I'd just I'd, I'd just have a binge watching weekend, one weekend out of a year whenever the DVDs came out, and I've never watched this show week to week like we're doing now, mm. I've always only ever binge-watched it, um, you know, gen- you know, from season to season as they came out. But, yeah, just kind of, yeah, fell in love with it. Um, I wasn't really into spoilers at all other than the fact that there is a new, another season, right? Um, mm. You know, and I can probably count on one hand the amount of spoilers that did fu- did funnel through to little old Australia before <laughs> before I got to them. But um, I had zero idea about the 316 episode. I didn't even have a Simon telling me in my ears about Jimmy coming back <laughs> and a shooting or anything. I had no idea. And so that, that, that I remember very, very clearly and... Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I remember watching 316 and it just happened. I just remember that it fell, you know, on my binge watching weekend, that was going to be the last episode on Sunday, on a Saturday night, you know, it was nearing midnight when I put 316 on, I was just like, okay, just one more. (laughs) And then Jimmy lifted that gun and I was just like, what, (laughs) (laughs) what is this? And then I immediately stayed up and watched three seventeen because I couldn't not. <laughs> you had to know. I love that. You had to know. I There's know. so many times I've had that feeling when it's like, okay, I should go to bed, and then something happens. You're like, oh no! And now you've oh. got. Now I'm here till four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was definitely me with with season nine. Um, so season season nine was actually, um, you know, it was due to come out like in a month, month or so time. But I was actually went on a holiday to Bali, and Bali back then they were known for pirated DVDs, and so okay. I saw the I saw the pack there of the season nine DVDs. I was just like, oh, this isn't releasing for another month in Australia. <laughs> These DVDs will never work. And, you know, this was back in the day when we all had DVDs on our laptops and I was meant to go out for the night at Bali. I was, you know, getting getting ready to go out and I was just like, oh, let me just pop this DVD. I just want to know if it works. And then I spent the entire night, every single episode was just, no, no, I just want to make sure that this DVD works. I just want to make sure that the episode works. <laughs> and every single episode in season nine got me completely into it and I was just like yep this is the show that I love stayed up all night (laughs) on holiday in Bali watching season nine that is an amazing story (laughs) 
I I I am fully with you on season nine. I've only seen season nine twice. Um, yeah. I've seen the whole show like five or six times, and uh, I agree with you. I really I could imagine. Did Did you do the whole season in one go? I did. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I would do every single episode was no no. I just want to make sure the DVD works because these pirated DVDs they're gonna burn out. They're gonna stop working on me, and then I'm just gonna be all. <laughs> upset that i have to wait another month till it officially releases in australia <laughs> that's hilarious well dom you should know that season nine is a half season so i think it's like 13 12 or 13 episodes isn't it something like that yeah oh are we gonna make the rest are we gonna put together the rest to make it 22 or whatever it is yeah we're gonna act yeah. it out ourselves yeah. we're gonna yeah. imagine 20, how those extra 10 episodes were done cat <laughs> <laughs> right, i have to i have to ask because um i've seen them on like ebay and things but the yeah. australian box sets for one tree hill have different artwork to the american ones did you know that oh wouldn't surprise me um i mean i don't have the actual box set. i just have season by season dvds but, uh, yeah yeah no that's what i mean the, the season boxes, by yeah. season dvds okay. they 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 have different artwork that um i've seen i'll set i'll post one on the instagram or something afterwards um when i say the instagram i mean like the <laughs> ravens instagram um but they they're more basketball focused so i don't know if that was part of their marketing strategy or something but it's like there's a basketball hoop on the front and it's yeah. uh like Lucas and Nathan on there, where on oh, wow. the ones that I've got, I've got like two copies. I've got like yeah. the box, the all together box set. It's the one that I gave you as well, Dom, where it's like after they'd finished and they put it all in one. But then I also have the one by one ones, um, except for season one that I gifted <laughs> to someone that I, uh, that I work with. But um, I, they're, those box sets are more like have the core like five on there and it's kind yes. of a little bit more like focused with like the with the women on there and maybe yeah. sort of trying to go towards more of a female audience so are the box sets that you have are they the more basketball heavy ones no nah, definitely not it's <laughs> definitely <laughs> more <laughs> definitely more the, the the teams on the on the front i think the season one is just the five of them lounging lounging together on a bed or something <laughs> which never happens in the show <laughs> no it doesn't oh amazing well dom has a question burning on the tip of his tongue cat five tv shows that you couldn't live without what are they please tell us <laughs> And One Tree Hill doesn't have to be on there. We're allowing oh. that as the rule now. <laughs> this is on One oh, Tree Hill oh. Island. You can take five other TV shows. So <laughs> there we go. I like that. Oh well, I wasn't prepared for that because One Tree Hill is definitely on my top five list. <laughs> you get that as a given. You can have One Tree yeah. Hill, but five oh, others. Um, I mean, definitely my my top shows would be uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and and Angel. OG fan of those two shows. Um, and I, then... I got to interrupt you quickly because I've got <laughs> if um, if you like Buffy, I think I've told you this before, maybe, but um, there's like a podcast network that I love. It's like my favorite, yeah, besides ours, of course. But that's too narcissistic. Um, 
but they do a Buffy one, and I've never watched Buffy, but um, I love what they, I love all the podcasts that they do, so I know that yeah. it would be good. It's called The Sunnyside Stacks. Okay. Oh, yes. It, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I have that, listened is to that, that one. Yeah. yeah oh, you have listened one. to it? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I, I, I love those two shows, and oh, you know, I, I'd love to do a podcast on them. And... <laughs> but, have uh, you seen you them, Buffy? Uh, I've watched pretty much all of Buffy. Um, I didn't get into Angel, so Buffy I know a fair yeah, amount cool. about. Um, my, my girlfriend is Buffy obsessed and wants to do a Buffy podcast as well. That's like she's like, like she really wants to do it. Like watch it episode by episode as well. You yeah. should uh, do you yeah. should do that with her on. Um... <laughs> And do the way that we do Cape Side Chats and do it season by season. And then, Kat, you should join as, like, the expert. Well, as another expert. Yeah. I'd be the, the simpleton again. <laughs> but you you could, you could should do that, Dom, and then we can we can release it here on our channel. I'll, I'll get it in the, in the workings. Yeah, dope. Um, what else is on the list, Kat? Um, what else is on the list? Um, oh, Supernatural. It's another big one for me. Followed that show for ages. That show never seems seems to end, but finally did. <laughs> um, and then I'd probably I'd possibly put maybe Charmed up there if I wasn't going to put One Tree Hill in there. Um, Sensing a theme here. There's all sort of, all sorts of sort of supernatural kind of witchcrafty yeah. elements are, like I, on the go. I do I do I do like those type of shows definitely. I don't know if that's you know, one tree hill kind of not, not breaks, being in reality breaks the mold. Um, and then my other one, it's probably not 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 very well known. Um, it's a bit of a curveball, but um, it is Orphan Black, which is a little Canadian show that you've probably never heard of. It, it came over here, didn't it? Dom? Yeah, it was on. It was on like Sky over here, wasn't it? Yeah. Or Sky Atlantic or something like that. But yeah, definitely, it made its way over here, definitely. But yeah. wasn't that, was it a movie with Daniel Radcliffe or is that something else? Something completely else, but... Uh, <laughs> That's something <laughs> else. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's just a, it's a little Canadian oh, show. Um, I mean, you can't really not spoil it without spoiling it, but it's about uh, clones. Oh, the lead, okay, yeah. And the lead actress is incredible. She won an Emmy for it because... Um, she plays the clones and that's like half the characters but it's a very you know nature versus nurture question marks you know and also then there's a science experiment element to it but yeah no that's that's a that's a favorite show of mine as well i'm really surprised to hear that neighbors didn't make it in same yeah. I was about to bring that up. Is that is that because you can't have a box set of neighbours, right? There doesn't yeah, exist po- like a set. Yeah, possibly that, but no, I think um I think t- top TV shows, you know, I, I I just like to think of them they're, they're my comfort shows. They're, they're the shows that you always go back and you always rewatch them. Um as neighbours, so I do post a lot of neighbours on my Insta account and I've got Twitter as well. Um I just kind of fell into that and I, I do I do love my soap operas my neighbours and my home and away and you know fell into that fandom and 
post post a bit of those clips and episodes of my favorite characters but i kind of feel like you know they're, they're this type of shows that you watch once maybe twice with with clipping up the the episodes and posting them but then you move on to the next one it's not the kind it's not the kind of comfort show that you go back and rewatch. yeah they don't they because we have uh like really big soap operas in the same way like we have eastenders and coronation street and yeah they don't have like rewatch value like they're they're week to week you might watch we used to, i don't think they do it anymore do they don but they used to have what's called the omnibus where you'd watch there'd be through the week and then on a sunday you get like two and a half hours or whatever it just happened in the week in one go so one you would day, usually yeah. end up seeing it twice anyway <laughs> if you're at your nan's house or something <laughs> yeah. and she's watching it you know yeah um, it used to be like the four episodes of eastenders in the week you know monday tuesday thursday friday it's not on on a wednesday it's always a disappointment that's um yeah why <laughs> i don't know don't know and then you, yeah you'd get the omnibus on a sunday where they played all four episodes in one go, so you just watched a continuous stream of his tenders. Oh, Crazy. Yeah. Gotta love your soaps. <laughs> but I, it makes perfect sense that it wouldn't be... They're not, like, rewatchable things like One Tree Hill, like Buffy and those other ones. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, and what about your... Uh, a, a bad movie that you love? Bad movie that I love is definitely Hocus Pocus. That That's is. not a bad movie, Kat. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, it's cringy. It's hilarious and cringy. But uh, no, I um, I I got the uh, I, I found that D- that DVD a couple of years ago, and so now the last couple of years I've been watching it every Halloween. Um, it's sort of my 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 starter my starter movie. Um, and then I then I generally watch either. Either the more scary movies, which is the the scream ones, or um, was it, I know what you did last summer. Those type of movies, I love. You know, I'd I'd say th- those are the better. Those are better Halloween movies. Well, that <laughs> scream was written. Well, scream was written by the guy that wrote uh, Dawson's Creek, right? John Williamson. Yes, it was. Yes. It's got some of them vibes. It was Dawson's Creek any? Would Dawson's Creek have made your top ten? Where does it creep I'd, in? Yeah, I'd say I'd say top ten. I thought you were going to say sure. where does it creak in? <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> what? Um, just in your opinion, it's kind of off topic, but on topic. How do you? Why do you see One Tree Hill as a better show than Dawson's Creek? No, I just I just think there's just bit better characters, um, and I don't know I I don't know if it's the basketball element. I do it. I did actually fall fall in love with that element of One Tree Hill, whereas Dawson's Creek is is more just about all the love triangles and that kind of thing. And I don't know. I just yeah. I I definitely have a preference for One Tree Hill over Dawson's, but. Um, Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I, I I slightly prefer Lucas over Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly. No. That's that's fair. That's fair. I I think that the basketball element does add so much because and in 
there's a lot more to come. Like we have, we've we've barely scratched the surface with the basketball dom. You should know this. There's so much more to come. It's so good. Um, and it becomes even further integral to the show, I think. But it's kind of underpins uh, everything that happens, really. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it completely inspired me within my own love for that sport. Um, so, yeah, I'm fully with you. And then the last two questions before we go into this, cat. It's like we have to grill everyone on there. <laughs> well, this is like initiation, isn't it? It is initiation. <laughs> Who is your favourite overall character of one tree hill in the seasons that dom has seen and then secondly which is your favorite overall season and that can be any of the nine um nathan is definitely my favorite character um and as far as favorite season season four is just a smidge better than season three for me they're so close they're so close I had to look at this. So in, I think it was in the last episode, I said there's another episode that rivals 316, like as in in terms of my enjoyment for it or like some of the shock and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. I had a message from Harrison, I believe, who said he had to check. He was like, was it this episode? And I was like, no, that is a great episode, but it's not that one. It's actually this one. <laughs> Um, which cat? I don't know if you can guess which one I'm alluding to, but there's a big like shock and great episode in season four that I'm really looking forward to talking about. Do, I, hope do, what, talking, do you... I hope we're talking about the same one. <laughs> I bet yeah, we are. that that is probably my as much as I love three sixteen. Three sixteen is amazing. That one in season four probably. It's just a, just a smidge better for me. Yeah, I I think we are talking about the same one. It's so good. It has everything. Uh, <laughs> Dom, you'll get it. You'll be there. <laughs> Hope so. Look at him. It's just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then, Kat, I have to commend you on your commitment to our podcast because every single episode that we put out you always give great feedback on uh, and with your perspective and what you think and uh you, you know your opinion on the things that we've said and what and, and all of that stuff and i love it because that is the perfect engagement that we always want to have with people because we i started this podcast apart from to spend time with my good man dom here but also because to have these conversations that i've never had about one tree hill so to have them like with you and other people that have become friends uh it's awesome so i really appreciate that you're very welcome i i just think you know people need to show a bit of appreciation for the content for content you know not just you, you guys with this podcast but in general when people put out content you know they put their heart and soul in it you know appreciate it <laughs> tell them give them a review <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes cat well we appreciate you thank you and, and i can't believe you listened to that sunny side stacks one that's amazing <laughs> what other one tree hill did you listen to tree hill talk and river court like were you up on them i did listen to tree hill talk i think i i, I feel like they may have posted something that actually linked me guys t- to your podcast um very early on when it started 
Um, so I probably wouldn't even, yeah, wouldn't know about you guys without them. Um, Excellent. River Court is is on my is on my list to play. I, I definitely checked it out for the first couple of episodes, and it's a really good podcast. But I, have to, mm. I think I think just just knowing that a podcast didn't didn't wrap up, Finish. you know, kind of kind of kind of ended. I was like, okay, that that one can that one can wait. They, they, these are current ones. Let's listen to the current ones, and I'll go back to that one. <laughs> fair yeah i think that that is difficult when you see that a podcast didn't make it it's like well i'm gonna you know you're gonna get disappointed but i will say that it's really good like i think it has the best production value in terms of the quality of it um because ryan is a sound engineer so it sounds really professional this would be like dom if like your brother was producing us because dom's brother also a sound engineer right he is yeah very cool and i am not a sound engineer (laughs) (laughs) so no no my brother we we could send him the audio and say make this sound really good and stuff like that and he'd be like yeah yeah no problem easy and he'd send it back to us but then he'd charge us because that's how horrendous he is He'd, he'd be like desperately trying to take money off me. Such a such a meanie. Terrible siblings. <laughs> Just pull a Dan Scott. Yeah. Find him in a hallway. Oh no! Scott. I'd be getting shot by him definitely. <laughs> but um, I do you know they said. Uh, Lex just put a thing out just the other day, just yesterday, on their story saying. Go and listen to the best One Tree Hill podcast out there, The Ravens. So it's official. People are recognizing <laughs> what we got going on here because we are the people's podcast. And Kat, you are the people. 2025, <laughs> we're going to be in a diner at like three in the morning. And you won't have to be watching season nine in a hotel room because we'll be yeah. watching it on a portable oh. dvd player while i'm getting a round of milkshakes in for everyone because that's the sort of fandom that we're involved in what, what i'd really yeah, like to, to, to like within that is to have the um the dvds from bali if we could watch those if you could bring yes. them cat that would be oh that would make me really happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if, if, if someone's got a portable DVD, then may, maybe they'll still work. Yes. You know, or we'll putting them in and going, will it work? Will it work? <laughs> we'll just keep going until no. it doesn't. <laughs> That's, we have to check every episode. That's how this works, yeah. right? The whole binge. It's about checking the episode works and then I'll, then I'll stop playing it. I'll go to bed. No. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> well, Kat, I, we, will, you, will, will you bring them? I actually need sure. to see them with my own eyes. Okay, good. For sure. Okay, well, good. Well, let's, let's get into the episode. So Dom and I have pretty much talked. We've pretty much talked through all of it, but we need to. We need your perspective on everything. But the only bit that we haven't really quite, we were just sort of touching on, is yeah. Nathan and Haley. Yeah. And they're very much isolated and... Uh, juxtaposed got it in dom to everybody else in this episode because yep. they're very much in love and saying is it possible to be this in love and yeah while all this you know sort of horrible stuff is going on how do you feel about them in this one cat yeah I, I mean i like that they take a back seat but they're still 
prominent in, in the scenes that they do get and it's it's a very good episode for them um you just kind of feel like they're, they're finally they're finally back as a couple they're they're on equal ground now after everything that's gone on the last couple of seasons and you just feel like yeah that's that's all behind them now they're on to new ground dom and it's a particular pattern that they like to make love in the rain. Um, so Nathan finds some, you know, the sprinkler system on the football uh, pitch. How do you field? I think they called it a field out there, isn't it? How do you feel about it? Uh, I, I guess he just knows what time the sprinklers come on. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all a bit unusual. You know, Haley had asked for rain and it wasn't raining. So he, you know got her some rain um it's all very sweet and it's all very lovely i just hope that dan doesn't interfere and come between them too much i think what's good is that they brooke has offered up the apartment again and said you know i was just just kind of keeping it warm for you which i thought was a really really nice gesture and just kind of handed it back over and you know how lucky is brooke that she became homeless and then had a home within sort of three minutes of you know of of one event happening to the other so she's so lucky such a lucky girl i I Um, don't even remember telling peyton or or larry that she was homeless she she didn't i I guess larry's just that intuitive (laughs) well cap do you think it's um there's a massive house that peyton lives in we've seen it from multiple angles yeah do you not think that she should? They should just give Brooke her own room and let Peyton have her own space. How is there only two bedrooms in that house? It's two story. There's nine bathrooms. And it's huge. It's got like, to be at least. Spoke... Yeah, there's, there's got to be at least something downstairs that, even if it's not a bedroom now, could be, could be a bedroom. But for sure, like I, like I, I have a reasonably sized house. It's not big. It's like reasonable. It's medium mansion. No, I knew he was gonna say something like that. It's for a British home where we have quite small homes. It's normal. It's a decent size. It's a family home, and it takes me no joke i'm slow but it takes me about six hours to clean the house like i'm listening to podcasts i'm listening to things not our own podcasts other people's i'm getting like sometimes ours <laughs> but if, if i want to enjoy myself then ours but you know and the um it takes me so long to clean and like yeah. you know gardening and all the rest of it is so long they must have a team in Peyton's house. They must have gardeners. They must have cleaners. Like who? I, we never see her doing laundry. Yeah. Was, anyway, Peyton would never do that stuff. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Larry's never there. So it's it's so. Uh, but Peyton's room is so sacred to her. That why wouldn't they just give Brooke a second room, like a, a the the guest room or her own room? And you know they can still hang out together all day. But you know what? When it's night time and I want to sleep, give me some space. Go down the corridor. Enjoy your own space. You know. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I don't know if it was just they. They just 
you know, thought, oh, well, then we'd have to build another set for Brooke's bedroom in Peyton's house, and we don't want to do that. So <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be brilliant. We, if, we don't need to see that part. It'd be fantastic. We, we just had a, in... had a scene of the angel of death just, like, scrubbing a floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes, dear. yes. The angel of death. The Peyton angel of death. Just doing the hoovering. anyone doing the chores <laughs> in that house. Yeah. She's just, like, <laughs> dusting all the frames and stuff. Excellent. <laughs> well, Dom, what's your prediction on this living situation? Like, how, like, do you think this is indefinite now, like, till the end of high school or, you know, until they go to college or whatever, that Brooke and Peyton are going to live together in Peyton's house? Yeah, I suppose so. I I don't know if either of them are going to go to college. There's, there's a lot of umming and ahhing, isn't there? And I think Brooke is going to now really start focusing on clothes over bros so this this is a really good opportunity for her to be kind of settled somewhere and and start creating and making and maybe having some art or arty input from uh Peyton so it might be something they collaborate on a little bit and kind of operate fairly well together but the, there's got to be a point where they they can't be in the same room as each other anymore you know Brooks too, for want of a better word, horny to be able to survive in a in a room with Peyton for you know just the two of them for for that long. So um, it's it's good while Larry's kind of away. She's got you know someone someone else there to look after her because you know anyone can just wander in and her open door policy. Um, and I I yeah I kind of think it will last a, a little while, but not. It's not, I don't think we'll get beyond season four and they're still living together. In one room, at least. We'll find out. We'll see what's happening. Maybe they'll be in a round bed if Brooke gets her way. (laughs) If I think of a round bed, it just reminds me of Austin Powers on the plane and it's like revolving (laughs) around. But, okay. So, uh, yeah, Hayley and Nathan... That's kind of it. They're just continually like in love. Like you said, they're getting the apartment back. I mean, Kat, let's let's touch upon some of the characters you haven't been able to to talk about. So uh Lucas is he's gone through a lot of stress in this episode. We talked about, you know, the whole situation of him kicking the memorial over in the hallway. That's yeah. for uh Jimmy and sort of snapping at mouth because he brought up Jimmy at Keith's wake in his mother's house. Uh, how do you feel about Lucas in this one? Do you think he's validated in feeling upset about, you know, just yeah. how he's been feeling in this? Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, as as we saw it, you know, I mean, I, I remember first watching it going, oh, my God, they're blaming this on Jimmy. Are you kidding me? But then I was just like, of course, of course they would think that. They have no other reason to suspect anything else went on. Um, so, yeah, he, he is vindicated for thinking that Jimmy killed Keith. Keith was, you know, practically his dad. And, yeah, the way that the way that Lucas, I mean, his whole journey from through throughout the episode is pr- pretty good episode for him and, um you know when he actually arrives you know at in the in that those final scenes where he makes the choice to go to Jimmy's funeral 
you know, that, that scene with him and Karen in the kitchen and we see him walking in, in his suit, that is actually my all-time favourite Lucas moment, him making that decision to go to Jimmy's funeral because it's what Keith would have wanted. So. Yeah, that's a great point. And that, that in a nutshell, is Lucas at his best. Yeah, that is exactly why I love that moment so much. It, it's such a small scene, such a small moment, but that is just, you know, that is one of his best character moments ever. And you, you, you just see him through, throughout the episode to, yeah, to reaching that decision. That. Yeah, because when if you think about how hard that must have been for him to yeah. to do, but when he does it, he's not doing it um, with any. He's not doing it under uh, like grimace or anything. He's doing no. it full heartedly. Like to Jimmy's mum, she wouldn't know that that has been a difficult decision for him. Like he's sort of gone into it full heartedly and yeah. just kind of shows the morality and uh this good nature of his character and i think people give him such a hard time like yeah. <laughs> like sometimes sometimes i've looked at the reddit forum have you have you ever been on the reddit forum for one tree hill cat not on reddit no <laughs> it can be a dark place but there's there's so many forums on there i went in there once and posted our podcast and said hey if you like one tree hill you should listen to this um oh no and yeah it was okay but i looked at and we've been mentioned on there a few times randomly you know about oh some like about some of the interviews we've done with like paul johansson and stuff but um there's so many like threads on the forum that's just like this is why i hate lucas this is why lucas is the worst character this is why lucas you know is garbage and this that and the other and i really feel like it's not fair on his character i think he is uh a great obviously he's like my favorite but i think he's a great character and it's for reasons like that i mean dom does it make you feel any which way i'm really sorry <laughs> can you just say that last bit again for me <laughs> just lucas how do you like in that final moments how how do you feel about him so in terms of going to the funeral I really like what what you were saying. What both of you were saying about about Lucas. So, Cat, that it's it's um, your favourite moment of him, and that that's really nice. It just kind of means that maybe he's a bit douchey for the rest of it. But no, <laughs> I, I don't mean that at all. It's it's it, it is a really really nice moment. And Simon, what you're saying as well is that he's there's no pretense. He's not going under any sort of pretense, or there's no there's no hidden agenda. It is you know he is being exact exactly like you said, you know, full hearted, wholeheartedly going to to this funeral because this is someone that was his friend and I think this is definitely this is a measure of two people it's a measure of the man that Keith was and the the father figure that he was and the way he has managed to kind of educate and bring up Lucas in such a way that Lucas has now taken that on Lucas has taken on that mantle of being that better person and and uh, getting to that kind of get into that moment that situation of okay I had that little breakdown I had my issues with it but I need to be 
kind of supportive for my friends now because my friends still cared about this guy um you know me and jimmy um want to go to the funeral and i'm the blocker for them to do that because i've made it very clear that i don't want his name spoken in my house and i i don't want you know anything to do with him and uh, you know now they're in an awkward situation but actually i need to do the right thing and the right thing is this person was struggling this person was was in a lot of pain and some of that might have been caused by by me and I mean Lucas and I need to I need to go and be there for you know the the people he's left behind and and that is now the measure of the man that Lucas is and he, he Lucas really peaks and troughs for me he goes up and down up and down he's the ultimate roller coaster of this series you know Nathan has kind of started up at the bottom worked his way up and just kind of stayed up there for now you know he's not really reverted back too much as being a, a you know the the nasty teenager that he was whereas Lucas really goes through these waves of being the most supportive person to being really quite challenging to then being the most open and supportive person again and I, hopefully this is now his way of becoming that Keith figure I, I hope from what's it, from now I start to what's like he, him <laughs> but what's he done that's been challenging well, tell me some of his challenging moments. Well, I mean, he cheated on Brooke with Peyton. Like, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, the, the Nikki situation. The sometimes you want to go on a carousel, <laughs> even with Icky Nikki. <laughs> the seats are sticky, but. You just want to give it a go, but I, I, but yes, he's uh, there's no. I got a message um, the other day from someone saying, "Love your podcast, loving it." I'm on episode like twelve of season one, which is like crazy to us to think that people are just starting now. And they're like, "But you were way too easy on Lucas for cheating." I can't remember. I just remember my whole thing about the dance floor um, <laughs> and my own life. But, um, I thought, I mean, just to make it clear, definitely he was 100% in the wrong, as was Peyton, because she was aware. I think there's yeah. often this thing of people, if they, like, cheat in their relationship and then the other person they've cheated with, the other person might be like, well, I didn't know they were in a relationship, you know, that yeah. they told me they were single or something like that, you know. So, actually, you can only villainize one person, Um but in that situation, Peyton and Lucas are both very much aware that he was in a relationship with Brooke. So they're equally yeah, they are. At, in, in the wrong, I think. And there's no two ways about it. But besides that, Dom, because we will have a blip every now and again. No, but, but that, what else but has that, he done? But that's what I'm saying. That's That's the challenging side. I'm not saying that it makes him a bad person. I'm not saying it makes him horrible or anything like that i'm just saying there's that that challenging element where you know the the kind of the likeness for him really dips uh, and it makes it difficult to you know it's it's made difficult to really like enjoy him as a character or like him as uh, as a person you know and but when he has his high moments at the end of this episode i mean throughout this episode you, you like him and you just you sympathize with him so much he's taking it really really hard like him and karen obviously taking it harder than anyone because of the the, the situation but just l- looking at past episodes and part, like seasons of of how lucas has been he, he is very up and down and there's that's i think that's a little bit i think that's quite undeniable i think he, he just is um 
and but my word was challenging and that it's it's quite difficult when he's being like that and he's in those dip moments not that he's you know a shithead or anything cat <laughs> well, how do you feel do you think lucas is up and down do you find him challenging do you think he's a shithead <laughs> He's had his shithead moments, and (laughs) whether or not he has more of them, I won't say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, challenging is probably a good word. You know, he, he, I do like him more than I hate him. Hate's a strong word, but dislike. But um, yeah, he definitely, he he has his good moments, he has his bad moments, but I, I I think that, you know, Make, makes a good character and mm. you, you, you know and you can you can see the the difference in this episode when you know he has that scene with, with karen and you know he's practically breaking down because he feels responsible for what happened to keith and you know he's just like if i hadn't have gone in, into that school he wouldn't have come in after me sort of thing and yeah so you know he definitely he has his moments, but challenging is a good word. <laughs> <laughs> I think challenging. I agree. I think challenging is a good word because a lot. Yeah, because a lot a of teenagers. <laughs> well, never cat said it different. Oh. Um, <laughs> challenging uh, teenagers are challenging i would imagine there were periods where my parents would say simon was a bit challenging (laughs) no they said you were challenged that's there's a difference there (laughs) very good sorry very good very good very good no it was good well done well done palindrome um (laughs) cat you'll understand why he said that when you listen back (laughs) touche um yeah no i lost my point yes challenging <laughs> challenging uh, I've, i'm sure that my parents would say oh simon's a bit challenging i'm sure my wife would say oh yeah at this point in our we've been together for 12 years i'm sure that she would say oh, at this point he was a bit challenging um i think that's a bit realistic like we go you got to take the good with the bad, you know, yeah. and sometimes the bad influences the good. If by having, by going through those bad times and then learning from them, you can become a better person. I think yeah. there's something to be said about you can have people that go through life in a flat line. They don't ever challenge the status quo or anything. They're just flat. And you have some people that they go up they go down they go up they go down they stay in the middle a little bit up down up down and i've kind of come to the conclusion that i'd rather have some peaks and valleys than just be on a flat road because at least i get that you get the highs as well as the lows and it's difficult because when you have them lows it feels like you'll never get back to the highs again you know but um I think lived experience is what life is about, you know? I feel like I've just babbled a little bit. Did it make any sense? (laughs) It did, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It did, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and you're right. You're exactly right in what you're saying, that um, the the bad moments in anyone's life or the 
the, the difficult parts can shape you and mould you to help you learn and not do that again or do it differently or yeah just just you know edge you to being a better person and that's something that we've talked about a lot you know you talk a lot about your stories and things that have come up in your life that you've then kind of changed your ways or you know done something differently and uh, I think that's to be commended definitely if, if you're someone that can recognize that as well there's a lot of people out there that can't recognize it and don't know when they're mm. um, being difficult or not understanding something and and acting out and and they and they don't change and they they don't um they, they don't go the other way and go i'm gonna make this better and i'm, I'm gonna do something different because that's not right or i shouldn't behave that way because you know it's not fair on these people or those people or, you know whoever that may be and and it comes back to with lucas in particular it comes back to like his reliability is that he's always going to learn from his mistakes but he is still the most reliable person on the show you, you know I, I i still as much as he's not my favorite character or not a character i like lean towards at any point really he's still probably if you said to me i had to tell someone a secret in this show who would you tell it would be lucas without a doubt because i know that he would he would keep that secret for sure sorry luna's in hi luna <laughs> Oh, oh look at it. Oh, Simon's got trousers on this week. <laughs> I made an effort. <laughs> Just because Kat's here. That's it. Champagne and trousers. <laughs> she usually does champagne and nothing. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you, I love this dog more than like so much there's so many people like humans that are way lower on the list like if i was in this situation of who lives luna or x person there's not many people <laughs> that can be on this side i tell you now i best best that you both don't ask which <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> i'm joking no, really. not joking. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> Let's go into judgments because Dom always has this tactic of leaving it so late that we have to suddenly agree with him I, because he is a bully and he doesn't learn from his own. Sorry, Dom, I'm talking. <laughs> he doesn't learn from his own lay his own ways. He's very challenging, but no one ever tells him. But I'm telling you, Dom, you're challenging. So, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? Then help us out and go to ravenshoops.net for all of your One Tree Hill movies and TV show needs. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But, Cat, they also go through. Nets. Ravens. It's so reluctant. So cool. Ravens. Oh, just, it was cool. Nets. <laughs> ravenshoops.net we don't plug this anymore i realized dom because there used to be more to this you can hit us up on social media dom <laughs> oh, shit, has it been that long on instagram at the ravens podcast is it I i'm not no, not the it's just at ravens oh, okay. i'm not allowed to look at it I don't, i'm not allowed to follow it i don't know what it's called you said it for two seasons <laughs> 
You can also check us out on Twitter. That's managed by Magdalena. Links in the description. And on Facebook, managed by Chloe. Links in the description. You can also find me at Simon Podcast. That's where actually active on Instagram. Uh, Dom, we don't plug your Instagram, do we? No, you can. Cat. People can follow me. Find me. Follow me. I'll follow back. We'll have a chat. It's all good. He follows back certified. Okay. Well, you're on your personal one. Yeah. You have to find it though. It's elusive. Are you going to give the handle? No. They, it's a challenge. You have to actually get there. If you want to talk go to me, to you'll my, find it. <laughs> go on to mine and look on my follow. He'll be there. Cat promo. Where's your stuff at? Oh, you want my, you want my to follow me? Yeah, cat doesn't even know her own. So <laughs> Instagram, I know what it is. It's like cute, cute babes seventy nine or something. Yeah, cute babes seventy nine. I had it. That's, that's that's me old bloody hotmail. I don't know. My, my we all had hotmail, one of those. The name that you know just followed me around forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, my yes, my. If, if you love your your Aussie soaps. Yeah, get on that. Do it for Paul Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, or come chat to me about One Tree Hill. (laughs) Do it. Instagram. Okay, well, let's roll into judgments. We've got five five minutes, so we'll have to roll this part quite quick. Kat, who is your favourite performer of the episode? Uh, Moira. Mm. She was good. Just tipped over against um against uh, Chad for me. Fair, yeah, she was really good. Can't can't front on that, Dom. Exactly the same. I picked Moira Kelly. I thought, what a fantastic performance! Just that, just that broken woman kind of vibe, entity, what whatever she was portraying, just felt real. It's fantastic. So yeah, Moira Kelly. What about you, big man? I'm really torn Ken between Moira. Michael Mullen. <laughs> I'm finding you very challenging today, Dominic. Very challenging. It's part I'm gonna have of a tactic. I'm going to have a word with your mother. Oh God! I'm telling you. Headlock. <laughs> yeah. I'm torn between Moira and Chad. They're both so good, but my heart says that Chad has it this week. I'd like for the the iconography. Get to that thumb down. Put that thumb down now, Dom. For the iconography of uh, that last moment with the funeral, it does speak to his character so well, and I think he plays it really well. I thought Moira Kelly was brilliant, also though. So honorable mention. Cat, yep. who's your favorite character of the episode? Definitely Lucas. You know, he had his highs, he had his lows, but he came back stronger than ever at the end. Hell yeah. Dom? I got two honourable shout-outs. One's to Skills and one's to Larry, but I'm going to have to go with Lucas as well. Um, just at the forefront of this episode, again, on that roller coaster of emotions and, and like, had the most impact, I think. So, yeah, definitely Lucas. And you... Simon, Full House, Ooh. Lucas, of course. Nice. What about 
your favourite background performer, one line or less, Cat? Jimmy's mum. She says absolutely nothing, but give that lady all the awards for her facial expressions in that last scene at the funeral because she's incredible. Facts. Well, I don't know if you know this, Cat and Dom, you don't know anything, so this is new to you on this subject, palindrome. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I was looking at Colin's Instagram and I was like flicking through Colin he played Jimmy and there was a picture of him and the woman that played his mum at a convention and like years you know decade after the the show saying that um, that was the first time they met so they never actually met on set or anything I thought you were going to say they're going to get married or something like that They're now married. <laughs> Plot twist. How Oedipal is that? <laughs> I wonder, don't try and use your flashy big words because I said palindrome once. Uh, if Do you reckon that's ever happened in history where there's been a TV like mum and son that have then actually dated in real life? Oh, that's creepy, I, but probably. I'm sure it has. Yeah, almost certainly. If anyone has an example ravenshoops.net um <laughs> dom who is yours um right at the like the first time we see the school again and principal turner is talking and he's talking about the cops and stuff right at the beginning of that scene as the camera's just moving over to to look towards the school uh, a police officer walks across and he's got like a limp <laughs> i imagine he's got some sort of problem with a knee or like some sort of bad foot the reason he's got to do high school duty is because he's got issues with being able to chase suspects so he could just you know doss about the school you, you know and, and do what he's got to do there so i, I pick in that police officer what is your problem with background <laughs> performers that have problems walking <laughs> Oh yeah, the wheelchair. <laughs> I forgot. I picked the guy in the wheelchair last week. <laughs> you have a real problem, don't you? No, I just think they're great. <laughs> There's you... Nothing wrong with that. Who's great? They're great. They? Who's they? The, the the actors that played them. Well, you're they. I'm Challenge. gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, Jimmy's mum as well. I think that's a great shout. Uh, cat favorite song? Um, it's the light on my shoulder, the one that plays during Rachel and Mouse kiss, and we find out what Rachel did, and that 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 song. I had that song stuck in my head all of last week after the watch along. Seriously, two days straight, I had that song stuck in my head. We didn't talk about Mouth and Rachel. We didn't talk about Mouth and Rachel. I'm so upset. That's also that's all that's also my song choice. There's already eight people in the waiting room. Make yeah, them make them wait. No, Dom. No, yes, let's just talk very quickly. Just cover like I was right about Rachel. She's the one that put the video out there. She's a total that's bitch. Why. And a mouth uh, was right to say, "Yeah, you're right. You're not my friend anymore. Get butt, Rachel." That's it. That's Love all it. needs to be said. Love it. Exactly. Fair. Agree. Dom, what is your favourite song? I, Mine is the same as Cats. I really I don't like song. the the fray very much, and that song like tormented me for a long time. But I'm going to pick it anyway, so I'll go with "How to Save a Life" by the Fray. Okay. okay. Favourite line, Cat. 
uh, Lucas's it's what Keith would wanted. It's what Keith oh. would want. <laughs> Great choice, great choice, Dom. Uh, I did think about. Okay, can I go? Wait, can I go? Because you always take my line. No, no, I don't. A lot of the time, I go. Oh no, you go first. Go on. Well, can we make it one of them times? Yeah, just make it one of them times. (laughs) Oh God, this has been off the rails. So much editing. (laughs) I'm not editing. Um, Okay, my favourite line we didn't talk about. Uh, Whitey said. Um, Keith said to him back in the day, there are no answers, just life. And I thought that was really deep. I like that. Dom? That was not the line I had picked. Um, I I thought all this, like shout out to Whitey, because all the stuff he said was really insightful there. And it was all great. And I was going to pick a Whitey line, but I I really stuck with uh, Karen's line. And it's quite long, so I'll rush for it really quickly. I've already said it once in the podcast, but Kat wasn't there, where she says, you selfish, stupid boy, did you think about me? Just once think about me and what my life would be like if I lost you, running into burning buildings, high schools with guns, did I raise an idiot? And then it just goes on from there. So love that bit. Yeah. Okay, up to 10 people in the waiting room. It's called a waiting room Precious. Precious. <laughs> rating cat did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation i did yes did it increase decrease or stay the same stayed the same dom i had a number it stayed the same you same on three one two three eight, eight. Oh, come, oh. On, come on this is a really good one But I'll go down to a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go up to a nine. And Katie said she'd go up to a nine. So that's that's three nines, Dom. I'll match you on the nine. I, yeah, I think it yeah. deserves a little bit more. Okay, yeah, I'll go to nine. We're going with a nine. Kat, you know how we feel about you. You're the off-head ambassador. <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate you we can't wait to uh meet you in person in 2025 um you know get the root beer floats in dom say lovely things to cat cat you're you are wonderful your commitment to listening to these two idiots from england is fantastic and uh, your commitment to coming on the watch along it's super early for you in australia uh, and for you and our other australians that join and, and we absolutely love you guys thank you so much for joining us you're very welcome thank you and before we go ravens on three dom in your best aussie accent absolutely ravens on three everybody one (laughs) two three (laughs) ravens ravens